I'm starting recording because catching up stuff segued into actual Bond stuff. So what would you like? What were you talking about? Um, figured I would start with the non-spoiler section and then move into a more of a spoiler. This section. is all fucking spoilers. Go buy it on iTunes if you're listening. Yes, to this. please. Just stop. I'm not even, even going <laughs> to bury the lead. Please go don't watch even, this movie. Don't, don't. <laughs> you have literally five four three i'm so tempted just to throw in the spoiler before i'm done but i'm gonna be nice two one zero so you know it's done bond dies you deserve it if you are still here and you and and that would have just and that frustrated you i even said zero (laughs) just so someone could really tickle (laughs) that pause button and feel dangerous or as uh Austin Powers would say when he has a hand that adds up to like four or something. I also like to play dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, a semi-relevant reference for once. (laughs) That that was, yes, I will give you that. All right. Your box off. Oh, sorry. Yep. Um, The budget on this movie was between 250 million to uh, to 300 million and the box office as of when this article was written was 454.9 million so they're over their they've made their budget back yeah they made um, the I know adver- I read, the budget and advertising budget back <laughs> and i think they were going to consider it a failure uh like a movie in tr- movie world a failure if it wasn't 800 million or something like that as i, I think i saw an article for I mean, they'll hit that. I mean, Whatever. They'll, they'll crush that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Amazon just bought them. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. That may Yo-yo have been uh, hedging their bets, kind of thing. Although, who get like no one's get they they could fail five Bond movies in normal times, and they'll be able to make another one. Like yes, that. That's easy. a lot of fifty years of their will. <laughs> they've they've already they've already got started on Bond twenty six. Yeah, they've already started um, the script and everything for it. So this is the No Time to Die review. It's as you can see, anybody listening or here, releasing after it's available on iTunes, uh, so that no one listening to this review, even though it's a spoiler, doesn't really make sense. But I don't want anyone to have FOMO, <laughs> like the, you know, seeing that oh, there's a review out. Shit. I got to go see it to listen to this review. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. And on the topic of box office, you probably know this, but there's always going to be people who this will blow their mind. This is now the most expensive Bond film ever made. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yes. Yes and no. Anyway, keep going. Yes and no. Okay. I'm interested in your yes. Not including inflation, I guess. Yeah, okay. That's that's my inflation. Yeah. Because okay. um, there's a couple I, of movies that in, with inflation are way higher. Because I don't know. Yeah. Um, but do you know, do you, Brad, know the previous record holder, which you throwing in inflation, I'm like, he fucking knows. I, off the top of my head, I don't know. I assume it's Spectre, but... It might be um, not not including inflation, yeah. Because obviously, right. if you throw in inflation, those, those some, a lot of those early movies that are, you know, hundred million now, hundred million then was you know 
six, seven, eight, nine hundred million now. Back in the sixties. Shockingly, actually, inflation uh, didn't change a lot for a big stretch because I know the first one I looked this up like seeing the inflation curve was shocking when I deep dove into it but uh, the first Bond film Dr. No was made for $10 million with inflation that would be $100 million Um, okay let me double check highest grossing nope expensive budget my all right what besides Spectre would be your other guess um for most expensive movie is that with inflation or without inflation without inflation without inflation mm-hmm. i'm gonna i was gonna say probably i assume it's the the, the daniel craig series the daniel craig section and i'm not, gonna say not pro- giving you any hints also yeah, i was uh, wrong this is not the biggest one and i was gonna and i'm gonna say it's probably something dumb and i'm gonna say it's probably something like quantum of solace because of you know brighter strike and stuff like that i'm sure that factored into it but i'm i'm guessing here all right so i was wrong specter is still the highest which is 300 million 325 adjusted for inflation how do we inflate that much my yeah, god in five, five six years six, five years well yeah well it was filmed in 2019 so four yeah, this this article is not including the latest one so never mind specter is still number one this is now number two. Is Quantum of Solace your final answer? Because I know you're guessing. Yes, I'm guessing. And I'm saying that because of the writer strike. And I'm sure they had to, you know, inflate their budget to make sure they got all the writing done, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm guessing. So with inflation, No Time to Die is third. But without inflation, yes, Quantum of Solace. Hey. Um, I forgot about Spectre because it was so boring. <laughs> I liked it. To me. I mean, to to watch this movie, you kind of need to see Casino Royale. You kind of need to see Skyfall. You kind of you really need to see Spectre and any other movies in the previous sections that you can watch. Um, I know we talked about Honor Majesty's Secret Service um they they throw make a lot of callbacks to a lot of them which is really really cool um a lot of the sean connery ones have different throwbacks um even dr no the way dr no talks versus how um what's his name remy the way remy talks is kind of similar so just yeah i I know i know you guys reviewed that but that may have to that may have been a little farther back in your repertoire. Which one? Uh, Doctor No. Yeah, it's uh, there's a review somewhere. Uh, we're not done with the minutes at the time of recording, but um, yeah, in my perfect Daniel Craig trilogy. Ooh, that that's easy for or, me. That's or, easy. Or yeah, I I know the trilogy, but in order to actually make it not confusing at all, I would have to take like five minutes of Spectre footage and re-edit and just make a tiny little one shot. That's like, you yeah, know, cause you, that, you, well, yeah. That, Cause the only thing you really, really need out of Spectre is, um, Blofeld is my brother or just someone who is a dick. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you need, um, Madeline, oh, Madeline, yeah, Madeline Swan. I could not remember her name. I'm, 
Um, I can see her French name in my head, but I cannot remember. Could not remember her name. Uh, you also like, need Mr. White. Do you? <laughs> I mean, because they they reference in the film. Yeah, for, Remy. For about, Remy. If, if you, if you did not pay attention, if you blinked or chewed popcorn, you missed it. <laughs> well, the issue being is that Mr. White, we you might need the beginning interrogation, not the chase scene, but the interrogation of uh, Mr. White and the in Quantum of Solace and then Mr. White's suicide in Spectre. Uh, it, you know what? It feels cheap in the film, but I'm sure in a five minute short film, it would be fine. Um, uh, Blofeld showing Madeline that uh, her father killing herself and Bond freaking out. That would in I I would hope that in viewers' mind they would imagine a uh, a relationship that would warrant that <laughs> <laughs> reaction from him. You know, like turn it off, turn it off. It's like when you're watching the film, you're like. Bro, you care less about her than you did the hooker inspector or, you know, the woman who had been sold into sex slavery. You care less about don't don't give me that. Don't even try. You're you're trying to make a mile out of an inch. (laughs) Just stop. (laughs) But in a short film, that would probably hit me like, oh, shit, that must have been a very impactful relationship. And no. And come to and come to find out through no time to die, it was even less than we thought. <laughs> Cause I mean oh, yeah. she was because yeah. she was separated out with her mother for however long. True. They were hiding out in the, in her house. So I mean that that relationship was even less than we assumed it was in the other movies. I'm gonna use the the uh excuse that I've seen this a week or two before you did as an excuse mm-hmm. for me missing details. Um, and definitely not the fact that I came in right after the gun barrel sequence happened, and uh, I was I this right, there close was... to peeing my pants, so I had to <laughs> run when uh when stuff was happening on the boat with lighter, but not before it was finished. I got back quick. Good. Yeah, so. I don't think you missed anything on the gun barrel sequence. In fact, he didn't even turn and shoot. If I remember, uh, it didn't even go red, you know, like it does for most of the other movies. Yeah, I, I almost just went and torrented the beginning. I heard about the gun barrel and then I heard that there was no red. Yeah, and... there's no red. Yeah. But uh, so and I don't think there's anything before it either. Unfortunately, I saw a film speak video that didn't say spoilers or so. I don't know if it's film speak, but it was another one. And like early on, they were like, when. They reference, I think, lighter and Bond dying. So I was like, "Bum bum bum." Man, I I but, I love, but, but I even in the even, yeah, lighter was a fantastic character. But even like when when somebody says, "Oh yeah, Bond's gonna die," you're just like, "Wait, what? He he doesn't die." Have you seen Have you seen the other twenty four movies? This dude does not die. The only time this guy dies is, is in um, <laughs> Simpsons when Homer trips trips him. <laughs> That's the only time he dies. Well, I definitely believed it. <laughs> I I think I would have been more surprised if it was like, oh shit. But I mean they really they really layered it on. Like yeah. not not 
only is there literally not enough time to get out and have the doors, the blast doors open. But also we put the nanobots in him. So and this is something. Okay, how do you think the nanobots work? I know we're jumping to the end, but how do you think the nanobots work? What would have happened? A lot of people are like, why don't you just I put him, you know, and say, I'll I'll zoom call you until we figure this out. How do you think they work? <laughs> um, well, which nanobots? Because I'm pretty sure he's gotten nanobotted like every movie. <laughs> the, na- the, yeah. the, na- the nanobot thing no. here that's like, I pretending to be COVID, but specific. Yeah. That nan- I, I mean, I, I would assume that they would have just melted in, in the heat and the blasts of everything. Or no, I uh, mean, no- sorry, let me explain this a little better. I've heard in almost every review, you know what, if, why wouldn't he, why would he give up? Why wouldn't he just get out and be like, you know, Q, I'm going to stay away from Madeline. Please just try to figure it out. Why? Oh, I see you, like, I, those, you know, you're talking about like the, the, the nanobot, poison nanobots. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, Okay. How do you think yeah, they I mean, work? Like, would do you think he could be isolated from her for like ten years and then just tirelessly try to find a cure? Or wait, I mean, dis- you'd, they would they would have to. I mean, they they would almost have to because now at any point, uh, you know, whatever evil villain you want to come up with can hack into that technology and use it against everybody. So you would have to find a cure or something to wipe it wipe them off with. Otherwise, the next person is just going to, you know, hack into that technology and be able to use it. Everybody's already carrying it or enough people are already carrying it. All right. So then based on your response, I'm going to say the film didn't do a clear enough job explaining the nanobots because the thing with the, the nanobots, once he got sprayed, is that anyone he came in contact with. Mm-hmm would get the nanobots yes even if it's not madeline and it would spread like a plague so yes that's that's the way i understood it oh okay okay yeah so anything you know any person he touches or any um genetic organism he touches they would have the nanobots on it all right because like people okay i just wanted to make sure that somebody else understood that because so i've i either had ones not mention it and i bet they just understood it or ones that were like, they could just Zoom call and like have <laughs> Q work on it. Like, how does Q know? It? And I'm just like, it, like he could still be saving the world while he can't hang out with Madeline. I was like, no, he can't. No, because no, no. there's six exclusive. degrees of separation <laughs> yeah, it's not, not in the world. Yeah. yeah, they it it's it's not like, oh, you're not Madeline. No, thank you. It's it, it would get to her or even with, the child. But even with Bond dying, I mean, everybody still has the nanobots on them, so you still have to figure out a cure for it. Um, so the nanobots have to be programmed, though. So, right. like, but, so I mean, this variant, or true, I, I see your point. But this this variant of the nanobots died with. Rami Malek's character getting blown up and Bond getting blown up. So he, unless someone goes, finds the nanobots, but no, they destroyed all the nanobots. 
they, they destroy the factory. Ooh, that's interesting because they, I guess someone could find Blofeld's body or just whoever any, touches it. anybody that, uh, you know, they, they could find Madeline and find the nanobots that were targeting Blofeld that she rubbed on her mm-hmm. wrist or whatever yep. and extract it from her. Ooh, that's not even an angle. Anyway, I just people kept like referencing it. I saw it referenced enough times as if it was some big plot hole. Like, no, he could have survived. I was like, hmm. I mean, he couldn't really have one. No, he couldn't. You, he couldn't have gotten out of there in time. But also, yeah, I mean, you have to completely isolate and hope for the best cure. I mean, you would Bond is not a solo man. He would literally have to be a bubble boy. <laughs> yes, he literally. It's just literally. like you can't, you can't do that. Just let he would, he would put a gun in his mouth in a in a year without without alcohol, without ladies. With well, no, he wouldn't because he has a child and he. Never mind. He's he's mm. a changed man. All right, all right. All he's right, a changed back, man. That's why he took the missile. Let, let's let's back up a little bit. We've touched on way too many things. Let's back up a little bit. So we, what did we've you touched on way more things than Bond decided to touch on. Yes. <laughs> um. So we start off the movie with um, Madeline as a young child. Um, kind of spooky, actually. I mean, this is kind of creepy with um, Remy. I'm trying to I think his name was like Sheaf or Shafe. Not not Sheaf. I like Shafe. Um, well, I'll find walking, uh, Safin, Safin, Safin. Oh, yeah, Saf, Safin, Safin. Yeah. Not important. I, I, I don't think I don't remember his name coming up very much. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Well, one, uh, yeah, we started with him. L- L- oh, my God. Have you seen his first name? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Was it Lucifer? L- <laughs> Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah, it's Lucifer. <laughs> Just oh. spelled funny with a T in it. When I first heard of the bot, the uh, Mission Impossible villain that you'll one day see, uh, his name was Solomon Lane, and I was like, so Solomon Kane? <laughs> That's interesting, but I got over it real quick. This is just I love the spelling. I love the effort because they could have been like Damien Safin or Lucifer Safin. <laughs> yeah, just so people don't have to look it up. L-Y-U-T-S-I-F-E-R. Lucifer. Hello. I right. could just imagine the Dutch guy from Ted Lasso being like, hello, Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> you really could have been better with the nanobots out there. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, this is probably like the probably one of the most creepiest like horror movies openings to a Bond movie, probably out of all of them. Yeah, the director mentioned in an inter- early interview that he broke tradition by um, making the title sequence about Madeline and having her hunted in the beginning. <laughs> it felt in retrospect like he was uh getting the it movies out of his system 
because he <laughs> almost directed those. Uh, or maybe it was supposed to be one when he did it. I don't remember if it was supposed to be one or two. But he was saying this like masked, creepy murderer guy pursuing our young girl really reminded not, not, me of it chapter one. Yeah, not creepy. <laughs> uh, I thought it was very but, interesting having her mom be a drunk parent. I yeah, don't, I don't see that a lot. Yeah, that, that was an interesting choice. I mean, especially with her father being a hitman, stuff like that, because her father is Dr. White or Mr. White um from we know that from previous movies but yeah yeah i mean it's, it's interesting to have you know a hitman father and a drunk mother <laughs> being in a cottage in switzerland <laughs> yeah uh it makes sense actually that makes sense having them isolated you know my weakness having his own uh evil hawkeye farm yeah again avengers 2 um this just popped up in my head do you watch mr sunday movies I do not. So the great channel, they do these funny, like 30 minute edited videos of them talking about a movie that they had just seen, uh, you know, around the times of movies that are releasing. So they did the bond or the Craig era movies in anticipation of this. They're doing Spider-Man movies in anticipation of far from home. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, in the skyfall video, did you know that Leia say do is like, the heiress of some multi, I think tens of billions of dollar company. I did not know that. I know that she's a model and stuff and she's like one of the highest paid French female actresses, but no, I didn't know that. This is her. This is her fucking around. This, this <laughs> career is her like eh, I'm bored. I'm, I'm rich as fuck. I can do whatever I want. I want to act like you, 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 <laughs> bravo like i would expect her you know just rolling the dice like what what do these ingredients make as a recipe i'm like probably a logan paul yeah worst case scenario jake paul yeah like god like okay fuck yeah go go all in and yeah day job (laughs) yeah and good on her family not being like excuse me you're going to do a low budget naked lesbian film the heiress to our empire we are closed-minded people who can't handle that what's up maddie one but no more till next week there was a potluck that they were going to do outside. And she brought donuts. And, and of course, since she left school early and that was canceled essentially by her, not by going home. She has these donuts. She's just been asking, like, can I have a donut? Can I have a donut? <laughs> just one. Just one. <laughs> and she just ate dinner. And I'm like, I know she wants that donut. <laughs> like a little crack addict. <laughs> My daughter's 10 for anyone listening. Um and, and not a crack addict. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um okay, so let's get to the, the spicy topic. The one that mm-hmm. that uh, a YouTube video that was released like a day after the first trailer said for 15 fucking minutes how how and i agree how disrespectful was it to have no me so disrespectful to bond 
such a disrespectful 007 but they did it so well <laughs> it's so lazy lazy it is lazy, lazy. just the most lazy um what is it uh what's, uh, movie the, cliche? what's the stupid terms no 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 um uh diversity pushing it's so it's so sexist all to i'm just making fun of that youtube video oh i, was like, I wish i, I mean, remembered it because i this is so st- <laughs> it was i mean so, it, this guy it, was it, so pissed <laughs> i mean am i glad that they have you know other double o's and some are female some are of different ethnicities than british yeah i'm i'm, I'm happy for it i love it i mean i'm not going to say no but i mean it's uh it was it was good i think they did it really well i mean i think they 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 were lazy in some spots of it uh, i think the the ending of the relationship or the you know when they finally became friends was kind of like well it's kind of half-hearted um, but I think it was really good. The beginning part when they were back and forth and kind of battling and even it ends off. It's like, Oh, it's just a number. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see it. Um, I could see it working. I, I was looking for it and I appreciate it. Like I, I remember an interview that I saw a week before seeing it or read a week before seeing it. Nomi or Lashana Lynch was talking about how they worked to give her insecurities. Like she pushed for that. Because she was like, no woman who's is just perfect, you know, you know, like, uh, let me paint the picture of a 75 year old white male screenwriter's idea of what a strong woman in a film is. (laughs) She's like, that's not that's not that's no, it's not like that. We're not fucking perfect. So the the insecurity like when i read that i was like ooh okay and then when i saw it i was like oh that's subtle as fuck like it's one scene where she's like uh what number what number is he what number and like then it was gone as as something like obvious on a first viewing i'm sure there's going to be some more nuance so i guess if i don't remember which way this went but matthew vaughn the right director of Kingsman two said that he would have to, I think have the British actors ham it up a little more and have or tone, like bring the energy up a little more and the American actors tone it down to be, to be, or it might've been reverse, but if I, I, I think you have it right. Cause I think, yeah, British acting, you know, sometimes is kind of low energy. So they probably want to pump that up a little bit. And sometimes the American actors and actresses is a little far out there. So I can see how they'd want to kind of tone them back a little bit. Yeah, it's tough because I, I in my head, I'm like, well, Tom Hiddleston, Loki is very flamboyant. But then we have Will Ferrell. And then on the other side of like, we have Lashana Lynch and, you know, but we also have uh, uh, we've got like a Robert De Niro who's going to be, <laughs> who's going to say everything with like an eyebrow. So I'm like, shit, there's such a range of talent <laughs> yeah. that I don't know which way to assume. It's almost as if people aren't just based on one arbitrary detail. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like every group is a tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's pretty good <laughs> for just rambling into a I like that. Yeah. It was all planned. I all, meant to, uh, I meant to do yep. <laughs> this this whole thing is scripted. We're both reading from scripts. Don't worry about us. Yes. Yeah. That's the bird. I mean word. Shit. I didn't even edit, edit, edit. <laughs> um I'm I'm still gonna fan cast Jeffrey Wright as Slider in the next one. I don't care. I who yeah. they have a recap. They've had a lighter across bonds. Mm-hmm. I I know they didn't a couple kill, different ones. kill that guy between multiple bonds, but you know, I don't care. I yeah. want him back. He's my lighter for life. Life lighter. Hashtag. Yeah, because I like the and I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um but I like the one from the Pierce Brosnan era. He's in a lot of other movies too. Um, I just don't remember remember his name off the top of my head, but he was kind of uh, almost like quippy. He was kind of sassy with it too. So I, I like that Felix Leiter, but um, this Felix Leiter was was a really good um, kind of in all of his movies. I haven't seen most of the Pierce Brosnan. This is all I remember from the Pierce Brosnan era. Um, he hijacks a plane uh fighter jet or fights on uh these things that are light as air like they're air th- like they look like a inflatable boat with a big fan that you like would direct throw by you and i think he then has a oh you're talking about like roger moore no, this there was a no, Pierce Brosnan. There was a Pierce Brosnan. I don't know. And then I remember the beginning where he has a big old beard, and then uh, he shaves it off in like China or something, or in Hong Kong. And then they oh, have this big like, no t- two-way mirror, and they have a camera, and it just looks like a little camera set. And then he like throws something at the mirror. And he's like, "I I've always known that you recorded me." And one where he's on a motorcycle, I think, with uh, I'm horrible with names. The and I haven't seen the actual full movie, the Asian, an Asian actress, and they are on an upper level and bridge kind of thing that's connected to a building, and then it starts collapsing, except it looks fake as fuck because each wood, wood board goes dunk. Dunk, dunk, dunk. <laughs> it looks like a Disneyland, uh, uh, what is it? Indiana Jones reenactment. Like, we oh, okay. know it's fake, but I appreciate the effort. Um, I don't want to see it look fully realistic at a live show. Yeah. And I remember that because it was at like camp, eighth grade camp. And I was so airy. I was like, that looks fake. I don't like this. <laughs> so i was wrong it's felix slider is not the one i'm thinking of in um golden eye and he was in a couple of the other uh, pierce brosnan ones his name is jack wade and it's played by uh don baker jack wade yep oh oh that's the character's name yeah that's the character's name don baker is, is the actor's name don or john don d-o-n okay Joe Don Baker. That that has a nice ring to it. Joe Don. Wait, he was in a movie with Wayne Johnson? 
Yeah, well, he was in. He's been in a ton of movies. I, I recognize his face. Um, cool. Oh, he was in Mars Attacks. Yes, yes, he was. He was in Mars Attacks. Oh no, <laughs> he was in Mud. Oh, was that his last film? Oh no, he's there's a movie he's in pre-production for. Oh wow, his last. Oh, and he was in Joe. He was in Joe Dirt too. Oh man, was twenty twelve. Oh God, <laughs> the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Oh, he, he was... really. That's so weird. He's got like Joe Dirt, the Dukes of Hazard, and then like it was mud that killed his career for a while. <laughs> With Matthew McConaughey, like that's the film that was his last for at least nine years. Not Dukes of Hazard, not Joe Dirt. Okay, I see you, industry. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> um, we couldn't we couldn't keep Matthew McConaughey down in those light uh, romantic comedies. We'll keep. <laughs> all right all right all right <laughs> um so what do you think of the is this in your top half of bond films or bottom half like, i is, can't answer that it is for sure in my top half nice but i've i've also got a lot of weird um bond likes um i know Honor our majesty secret service is one that everybody's like iffy about um that's on my top that's probably my top four to five yeah um, I'll it's, say what I tough. sorry. Um, I'll say what I said to you privately. I, that surprised me. I haven't seen the majority of Bond films for anyone listening, uh, but I've heard a lot of people give good compliments on His Majesty on Her Majesty's Secret Service. So, yeah, it's George Lazerby's one and only go at James Bond. I don't know. You gotta you gotta find different groups. Like, or more groups because yeah. yeah. the, the, the group that he was following said spies were out of out of you know the mainstream so he didn't want to do a second one <laughs> <laughs> i i also meant that because it was like if you're whoever you're talking to about them you're getting i assume that's where you're getting all the shit talking about on his on her majesty's secret service and a lot of a lot of people don't like it just because it's George Lazerby's one and only mm-hmm. Bond. I mean, so a lot of them, and it's the first one after Sean Connery. Um, well, actually, after his first four, then he came back for two more or one more. It might have been one more. But then uh, he did the other. Then they did the two non-Eon production ones too. So wait, yep. so I know uh, Sean Connery came back for a final official Eon one. Yeah. But what do you yes. mean the two non Eon? He had two ones? non Eon ones. Um, Didn't he only no, do Never Say Never Again nope. as a non Eon one? Nope. He also did Casino Royale in 1967. Boom. Wait, was Sean Connery in that? Yes, it was terrible. Sean Connery was in that. Yeah, 1967. With Woody fucking Harrelson. Let's. Casino. Royale 19 or Woody Allen, Jesus Christ. I my brain put uh directed me towards a more favorable Woody. Oh, maybe he wasn't okay. My bad because there's okay. there's Jimmy Bond, Woody Allison, or Woody Allen is Jimmy Bond. 
mean, like I knew about that, but I, I just would have been flabbergasted to find out Sean Connery was in that as well. Oh, yeah. That just would have been epic. Yeah. I, thought, I thought maybe, oh, man, my head is in that movie. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about titles because I bet you'll know this first one. Where did the sure. title "Never Say Never Again" come from? Uh, a Bond short or a short book, or um... no? Yeah, no, no. Um, when... Don't tell me it was Bill. It was Billy Eilish, wasn't it? Stop yeah. it. Yes. Never we'll say. Get to that. We'll, we'll get to that too. <laughs> never say never again came from. Oh, that that yes. Oh yes, yeah, I know. Sorry. I know that one. Yeah, I thought you were talking about No Time to Die. Sorry, no. I'm yes, gonna no, no. I'm gonna get to that though. It's never that one. It's just theory. Yes, because Sean Connery said that he would never again do another Bond movie, so that's where Never Say Never came. And he hung yep. up, and his wife said, "Would you like to do the honors, sir?" <laughs> never say never again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, my theory is so Kerry Fukunaga, I thought it was his idea, but he said he couldn't remember who came up with the idea, but it wasn't his of the title because for the longest time it was just Bond 25 or the, the code name. The code name. But, and I haven't even read 5% of it probably, but when I started reading Some Kind of Hero, which is this like tomb of the history of James Bond, the director of dr no one of his first films that he did either before joining the studio with cubby broccoli or under cubby broccoli was an adaptation of a book that ended up being called tank something but the book's name was no time to die oh nice and when i read that i was like what (laughs) (laughs) like holy shit so i would love to find out who suggested and be like because i bet the studio owns the film rights to that book so like still you know how deals went so i I bet it's not an issue for them to be like well we didn't use that title before so yeah, and a lot of times we're not they're not taking you know books and making them into movie adaptations. I mean they might take certain things from these books, but I mean so they, they probably just own like you know the name and rights over everything. Yeah. Yeah, just like uh the Fast and Furious got its name from some old nineteen sixty-two or something, some really old black and yeah. white film that has nothing to do with it. Um they just got the rights to the title. So mm-hmm. But it wasn't an issue. But like, I want, I want the person who came up with the idea to come out and be like, "Yeah, it's actually the deepest fucking uh, Easter egg, and none of you knew." Because <laughs> I've never heard anyone else like put that together. Because the the director of the first Bond film, who a lot of people credit for giving that the swagger or the expensive you know, aesthetic. He fucking directed a movie that it was almost called No Time to Die. That's the sickest fucking shit I've ever heard. That is crazy. That is super crazy. If that was intentional, which I can't, I'm not, I'm not even open to the idea that it wasn't intentional (laughs) unless the person who suggested was like, ah, fuck, I don't know what peyote I was smoking that my brain just did that subconsciously and connected it. Um, (laughs) you know, uh, 
that's just uh, that's some big dick energy that's some history energy yeah that is, that's, that's some crazy lore fact finding you know somebody was like all right you've got this tomb of all the james bond trivia info that you can find find me a title <laughs> the guy's like five percent of the books like i quit no time to die let's go with it or on the other end of that it's like find me a title that would count as trivia that no Bond fan would ever succeed at that trivia night. So what did you think of some of the minor characters? Um, Penny, uh, Money Penny was in this movie. Mm, Not so much. (laughs) And also Q. Q was in this movie quite a bit, but mm, was he? (laughs) Yeah, they, uh, a lot of people complained about how it was Spectre gave M money, Penny and Q too much, I guess, which I think, you know, in the third act, I'm like, all right, yeah, it doesn't feel like many Bond films. Uh, I think they did a great job, gave some great energy, but yeah, it did feel more like it felt like in between between how much they were involved in Spectre and how much they would have been involved and I haven't seen a lot of them so this is my best example in a Doctor No like I know Q wasn't even technically in Doctor No but they did have somebody who gave Bond weapons in the beginning and there was Money Penny so it felt a nice middle if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, but I mean, they've done such a good job utilizing these characters through the, the Daniel Craig series that I just felt like they kind of got tossed on the roadside and that last the last go-around and all of a sudden they just get tossed. Gotcha. I mean, Q, um, Q, Q was in it the most. I mean, Money Penny was barely in this movie. She was mostly background, background characters for most of it. And Q was just kind of like that, all right, audience, this is what's going on. I'm going to kind of fill you in on the backside here. I do like uh, the relationship between Money Penny and the new 007, Nomi. For for the little um you know amount of time they get together, I, I like their vibe. But um, I get I get that. I don't feel the same way only because I have a love hate relationship with Skyfall. Uh, a little bit like like how much Sam Mendes was really to just he was like a little kid willing to dislocate his arm to get to the cookie jar (laughs) you know (laughs) like he really forced some stuff i felt to get us back to that dr no dynamic the you know the traditional bond yeah so like having having a money penny having all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was, you know, it. I think it was a little ham fist. Like Q, I have no complaints. Um, but Money Penny's journey in that, like, I liked where she started, and then it just felt too cheap for her to retire after for it to happen in a time gap. You know, yeah. if she, yeah, if she, what I would have changed it, and to still end up at the same result would have been to have her still be active when he had come back, but 
but for her to clearly have a just a little hint of some PTSD going on, like she fumbles, uh, you know, cleaning her gun a little too much. And in a penultimate moment, she like fails. She yeah. she has a bit she has a panic attack or something like that. And have it not just be, yeah, I shot you and I figured, nah, not for me. You know, that's I, I shot I, I shot double oh seven. <laughs> yeah, I needed I needed when him when he came back to have seen that she's like she was coming to peace with her mistake and then all the progress that she had been doing with her therapist or whatever, just it just shatters and she you know as soon as she sees him. Yeah, and and progress is the wrong word. She was getting closer to fooling herself or she would have been getting closer to fooling herself thinking that she was better but she wasn't and him coming back really rattles that illusion because some people can go to therapy and if therapist is wrong then they just get convinced that everything's better but it's not you know it really depends so i would have rather had that and then have have her do some more shit and then at the end be like yeah you know how i accidentally <laughs> shot you again <laughs> you know not that obvious <laughs> yeah i'm hanging it up that would have felt better yeah um i throw her throw money penny in as her name in the middle that would have been cool because then you're like Oh, she's not retired. She's not behind the desk. And instead of just like a, all right, we're we got credits in thirty seconds. Drop your name. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like that yeah, would have been. This is this is obligatory. You got to drop your name because every Bond fan is waiting for, for yeah money penny. Because then it would have been like two twists. Like oh shit, money penny's in the field. Like we know she's in, she's still in the field, but um, and don't. I don't know. Retire either retire the M name for the for the Bond films or just I don't want to know that his name's Mallory. Yeah. I, I don't or have his name be well no, they they made it in Casino. I was going to say have his name be Philip. You know, and then still give him the M name. Um Ooh, nope. I've got the best I've got the best well, of both worlds. Cuz his name is uh, Gareth Mallory. Gareth Mallory. All right. Name him Gareth Phillips. And King or uh, Prince Phillips. <laughs> I didn't even mean that. I was thinking of Philip DeFranco. Okay. <laughs> Have him Gareth Phillips. No. And his middle name's not them. Nothing. I don't care. And be like, when he takes over, have Bond be like, so what do I call you now? It's like custom to use the first uh, first letter of the last name. So call me P. And just have Bond look at him and be like, call and just call him M anyway. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> like, he, he kind of did that in Inspector with C <laughs> because his name, I forgot what his name was. And he was like, oh, just call me this. And he was like, I'm going to call you C. Yeah. Your control, oh, your, your C. <laughs> I completely forgot that. I thought you were, I was laughing because I thought uh, I was remembering. M saying, well, we know what C stands for. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, 
Okay, I didn't know that yeah. happened. Um, yeah, because right, I, I don't remember what his name was, but he kept calling him C. He's like, no, call me. Um, Chat chastity belt. Yeah, is he's like, all right, C. Yeah, so, he, so he did that. He did that, Inspector. So I would have been. Uh, so it would have been interesting to me if, like, in the canon of Daniel Craig's Bond, maybe uh, Judy Dench's M was like the first. So they were like, well, as the first replacement, uh, I'll follow the tradition of the first letter of my last name and then just have Bond uh, just completely disregard and be like, your M. Yeah. And then yep. it would be like, oh, okay. So the tradition is because Bond is stubborn and sweet. He always wants <laughs> to remember his first boss's letter. Cool. All right. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I, don't, I thought M I thought M was a randomly assigned letter. I didn't know it stood for you utter one more syllable. <laughs> yeah. And then we still have mystery and it's and he breaks the rules, you know, of naming this new guy m and yeah i well, don't want to yeah no I'm, I'm i'm i would be good with that idea I, I would have no problem with that um what is it and then like us and then yeah for me specter was just so boring like i'm sorry but 1917 is like the ideal version of what they did at the beginning of specter or like that's the perfect version of what Sam Mendes was going for of like I right. want a single shot, which and if you have is, if you haven't seen 1917, highly recommended. Yeah, it is. I'm, it's 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 enough of a gimmick, I think, that I'm not gonna be watching 1917 once a year or whatever. No, but it's definitely it's definitely a cool movie to, to sit down and watch and and yeah. see how they did that basically in one shot. They didn't, but I mean, basically in one shot. Yeah. Maybe rent it or red box it because I, I can't see this being worth. I can't. S- I think it would be very rare for someone to watch it enough times that they'd end up spending $20 in rentals. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I own it. I've seen it nine. three, three times now. Ooh, okay. Proving me wrong already. But I, I don't think that's worth $20 <laughs> rental fees, but. I mean, yeah, five ninety nine a rental on iTunes. That's what I was going by. But twenty bucks if you bought it or whatever, you know. There yeah. it is. I mean, it's it's a good movie. It is a good movie. The I think the only disappointing thing about that movie was the very obvious cut where they actually cut where yeah. they went to black, and I was like, I yeah, when he got when he got dinged in the helmet. Yeah, I was like, okay, so you could have cheated that. Yeah, you definitely could have, but you chose not to. <laughs> or I think also where spoilers, people, but whatever. Uh, or when the explosion goes off with the rat mm-hmm. or something, it was yeah. so obviously a different angle that I was like, you could have just dusted a lot of dust, too much dust. You could have right. cheated that too. I mean, and they had to cheat um, some trees and you know okay. some of the half buildings when they scan through the building to get the get to the other side kind of thing. Oh, I'm yeah, they, sure they, you could tell me a hundred examples that I didn't pick up on, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, and that's well, once great. I, one, after I saw it the first time, I was like, Ooh, that was kind of cool. I was, and I started researching it and I was like, Oh, that's how they did some of these, like, you know, make it look like one cut, but it clearly wasn't. 
Yeah. All I wanted is everything to be like that. And there are times when it's clearly a cheat, but it's good enough. Like when he dives into the water, I'm like, well, I'm out of the movie for half a second because clearly that was a cheat. But <laughs> they did it enough that I'm like, but they earned it. Yep. Good on you. Uh, all to say they had a great fucking like the Spectre Warner, I don't think is a Bond Warner. If that makes sense. Right. But, yeah, but, no, I don't I know what you mean. So see 1917, you'll get this reference. <laughs> but in this movie, we did have a winner that was good. Do you remember it? No, I don't remember it. <gasps> no, I only picked up on it halfway through. Okay, so apparently this director is very famous for having a winner. He has a great winner in uh uh True Detective in one of the episodes. Oh man, I'm so I excited. I don't, I don't remember this. It was the one where Bond's fighting everyone in the uh hallway, the stairway. Oh, the, the circle stairway? Yeah. That was a one. Oh. Like, and I think it starts before and ends after. I don't remember. But I was so excited. That's such a good one you didn't even realize. Because it no, really, it really doesn't uh draw attention to itself. It's not like the Daredevil one or i don't know there's some other hallway there i think they're after having seen that i was like that was excellent and when are they gonna stop doing hallway stair wonders because <laughs> there's a lot of those <laughs> but oh that made me so excited i if, if either one of us ever talks to carrie fukunaga you gotta you gotta tell him uh Dude, that was such a good one. I didn't even know it was a winner. Didn't even notice. Missed it. Completely missed it. That's great. I wish I missed everything, you know, every technical thing like that. When I miss shit because I'm so invested, that's a good, that's a, uh, that's got to be the best review, you know? Right. When you're not even noticing the tricks of the trade. So, what did you think of this this Blofeld? How how do you how do you like his character arc? How do you like how it finished? Um, I mean, I know you don't have much much in the franchise. I mean, Blofeld's died probably four or five times, so I, Tim dying is not a major thing. But um, just his whole character arc through these movies, I mean, I thought was that was really good. In the Daniel Craig movies, yeah, in the Daniel Craig movies. All right, so I've With, never uh, seen Christopher Waltz. I've never seen a Blofeld die before. Before now. He, he, he dies really cheaply in one movie. They just push him into a vat of mud and he just gets sucked in the mud. It was <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Um, I was expecting with uh, the director I might need to back up. Uh, yeah. <gasps> oh, I, sorry. In, in the, I think it's The Living Daylights. Uh, right away at the beginning of the movie and in the first um the first ah, sequence i'm gonna be breaking it down minute by minute are you gonna spoil the beginning of the living daylights for me yes i'm the, gonna uh, i'm gonna let everybody else listen and you just wave at me because i really want all my minutes of movies i haven't seen to be oh. uh first i'm gonna even cover your mouth on my zoom call <laughs> so I can... yeah he um ah i could hear it wait i got a trick <laughs> this i can change the volume here all right you wave and i won't hear anything yep no he, one will believe that i can't hear you but i really yeah 
he picks them up with a helicopter and, and drops them into a um, vat or a, I don't know, silo and drops them down because he's in a, in a wheelchair. I couldn't hear words. I heard sound happening. <laughs> it was like, right. All right, cool. It was, I mean, it, it was cool. It's, it's cool. But he, Blofeld's died several times. So throughout the franchise, right. I, I like, I like that one because I just watched that movie recently and it was hilarious. <laughs> so to answer your question, um, and it breaks my heart to say this because Dave Batista is like, if what? I ever wanted a friend in Hollywood, it would be Dave Batista, it would be uh, Palm Clementif. Because she showed up in the Suicide Squad, so I believe she's a real, true, real motherfucker. Um, and I'd want James Gunn because all three of them seem like real motherfuckers. Who uh, James Gunn would be pretty sweet. Just Dave Batista was the only one who actually was like, "Man, if they make me do it, I'll do it." But I don't want to. I'll do everything in my fucking power to break that goddamn contract. And I was like, "Holy shit." Yeah, boy. Um, That's a real motherfucker. Is is this WWE all over again? (laughs) Uh, But to answer your question, to start answering your question, if I could, I'd throw out Spectre. 100%. Front front to back, throw it out. You're going to throw out, you're going to throw out, is that, is Spectre the one where he finds out that it's his foster brother? No, that was Skyfall. That was Skyfall when he finds out that it's his foster brother. Nope, Spectre. It was Spectre? Oh, I thought it was Skyfall when he goes back to the ranch. No, uh, um, no, he doesn't find out he has a brother in that. Uh, I think from the wreckage of Skyfall Ranch, uh, Christopher Waltz took it out, but it was fully Javier Bardem in that film. Uh, Christopher Waltz did not show up. Uh, I would, I would throw it out completely. I hate it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, doing the whole I've been the architect of your pain this entire time uh, was so lazy. Like, you start out with uh, I don't know. There's a way it could have worked. Like, having Quantum be Spectre or, or, I don't know, or just make Quantum like a disrespected part of Spectre. Like, they broke off. And yeah. we, don't, we don't acknowledge them. Make them Dr. No. Like like Doctor No, where Doctor No um no never mind I'm I got myself mixed up Doctor No broke away from his government, and then joined Spectre. Have it like that, but the reverse, where like someone took things from Spectre and tried making their own thing called Quantum. Have that, you know. Uh, don't have this hierarchy of like each movie. There's a new big bad organization i don't like it I mean, but but i mean blofeld is you know the leader of specter he has been since the beginning so totally I mean, if if it changed from i was the architect of all your pain to oh you took down quantum you didn't two more years and we would have done the job for you <laughs> like you think you're you think you're making such a difference there were a, a tiny little ant who tried being a boot and, <laughs> and look at them now, uh, you know, something like that. That would have been like, oh, shit. So Spectre was here 
And that's where quantum, I mean, I get why it was called quantum because of legal reasons. They couldn't use the specter name, but yep. just that trying to family tree it up, hated it. Uh, the whole chase with uh, Dave Batista following uh, Bond and the cars felt bored the entire time. I don't know. The only, <laughs> and it really bugged me. It's probably a little bit of an OCD thing that I have. It really bugged me that he flipped like all the switches except um, atmosphere like relatively quickly. And then he took forever either to do atmosphere or to do the ejector seat. And I'm like, man, the pacing on these switch flips is awful. <laughs> It's such a yeah, small thing. I think atmosphere was that his was that his music is like yeah, 70s it was great. 70s, and he was, was like, Man, you have a bad taste of music, and he just flips it off. <laughs> I love the joke, but if you go back and actually like time how long in between like trying the switches, there's let's I'll just throw out a random number. Let's say it takes every 30 seconds. And then there's this like four, let's say four minute gap between flip switches so it's like why why are you taking so long to flip the next switch do it you're trying to escape figure it out do it yeah. uh, so that uh, annoyed the, the, me the, some of these most of them didn't work yeah most um, of them weren't good so i would just imagine and be like ah shit that didn't work next ah shit that didn't, yeah next next <laughs> uh so there's a lot of stuff about that the whole opening was boring to me um i had was that I'm I'm drawing a blank because all of them seem to match together. That was the one in Mexico City, Mexico City, uh, Dia de los Muertos, and which became a thing after this movie. That was, was not that a, a thing. Was that a that, joke? They did not have no. They didn't have a par- parade and stuff like that in Mexico City. But oh, really? Of the, yeah, since the filming of the movie, oh, now they have a festival and everything. I, I thought you were joking that that no. wasn't a holiday. <laughs> No, and no, I was no, going to be like, before, actually, but... it wasn't a holiday until the movie Coco, which was originally <laughs> called Dio de los Muertos, and they tried to copyright that. Disney. Uh, yeah, they, did, they didn't do a festival or a big thing up until after this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. That's cool. I thought you were making a joke. I, I paused. I was like, are you trying to make a Brian joke? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not, not Brad. <laughs> That's cool. Um. That's a reference I'm not going to explain to anybody. Uh, But it it reminded me of how talented people like Christopher McQuarrie are with when to bring in music and when not to. I'm so glad we're getting into this topic. Because it segues into ending the single shot with like an explosion. He goes down onto the sofa inspector. I can't remember believe i remember this much because i think i've only watched it once specter but then it you know he gets a ring at a certain point but it segues into the helicopter chase Mm -hmm. and they do corkscrews multiple times and then the music comes in and i'm like guy (laughs) you this was so boring to me that that music would have picked my spirits up three minutes ago. <laughs> it would have manipulated me as filmmaking. All filmmaking is manipulation. 
I'm not using that as a as a false as like an insult, but it would have manipulated me enough to think that the sequence is more engaging than it is, which I guess then it would have succeeded because it would have been more engaging. Uh, and it just came so goddamn late that I'm like, it's too fucking late, dude. I'm checked out. This is so boring. They keep corkscrewing. I don't care. <laughs> Nothing's it happening. Cool. Yeah, it looks it, cool, but it's not doing anything. It might have looked cool the first time, but now I just don't give a shit. And I'm just like, ah, oh, my guy. Um, so I'm glad we went down this road because when I first heard that Billie Eilish was going to be the you know, the person doing the, the lead song, no time to die. I was nervous to say the least. Mm-hmm. And I, I think after hearing the song, I was like, okay, this is a pretty good song. And then with it being tied into the movie. And one thing that bond movies do a great job of is tying the lead song into the movie. Um, just using the instrumentals, slowing it down, changing it slightly, but it's still the same song. And I think they did a really, really good job putting in that song into this movie. Yeah, I would. I almost made like a little rant thing of like, can we stop putting titles of the movies into the as the Bond song? Because, well, two things. One, I think this is a song like Adele's Skyfall Mm -hmm. that is better experienced with the title sequence. I don't think. I think this is I I think Adele's Skyfall is not a good song on its own. Part of that the I think the only thing that makes it that is she says Skyfall five thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just well, like and, and oh my god. Gold, Goldeneye with uh was a Tina Turner, um The Man yeah, with I, the Golden Gun. I haven't listened to those. The you you've know um Paul McCartney and Wings. Um Live and Let Die. Oh, I've heard that. Yep. I mean, that's a super famous song. I mean, that was that was good. That was good on its own, right? Living but I mean, Sorry. Yep. Paul McCartney wings. There you go. Boom. But I think they with with James Bond. I think they do with seeing the movie. If you listen to the song, it's it's a good song. I mean, it's not great. I wouldn't expect to hear it on the radio or anything like that. But the way they filter it through the movie is oof, really really good. So. I wasn't worried about Billie Eilish like you said you were worried because I had seen Adele do it. And I was less worried with Adele. <laughs> true. I get yeah, I get that. Um but I think Billie Eilish did made a better song. I think uh I don't know what it's probably just because she didn't say no time to die 700 times. But <laughs> it literally it's the, it's that that kind of breaks Skyfall because I'm like, yeah, you got talent, but please stop fucking saying Skyfall. I don't yeah, pick pick a know, different word. You know, uh, the you know, uh, no time to die song doesn't say no time to die seven hundred times. Uh, the Casino Royale song, you know my name, doesn't say you know my name seven hundred times. It was just too much, and I'm like, I th- think it was a failing of knowing the title of the movie for Adele. If I could change one thing, I would say, cause she said uh, she wasn't, she wasn't going to take the job and, but she got the script 
got in a bubble bath, read the whole script. It was like, I'm doing the song. I think oh, if that's, they, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a great story. I think if they had just given her a script that said bond 23, mwah, whatever we would have gotten would, mwah. but like most pieces of art, I think starting with the title can sometimes be a mistake. Sometimes yeah. it can be gr- fucking great. I'm sure you're like, I'm sure there's a bunch of screenwriters and stuff who, or whatever, who start with a great title and like, mm, there's something here. Um, but in this instance, I would have said, here, take this front page, <laughs> just switch it out. Just switch it yeah, out. Any, give, her, give her anything, give her anything else. Yeah. She could still put, end up putting Skyfall in because it's clearly a powerful word in the script. Yeah. It means something. Means it's, it's, yeah. It's James Bond's childhood home. So, yeah. but I would hope that it would be a little less, a, a little lighter, um, a little Felix lighter. Um, <laughs> I got, yep got it dad joke dad joke <laughs> um all right let's talk about what everyone keeps raving about and saying there's too little of which was anna de Armas, which yes. someone theorized they would they wouldn't be surprised if it was supposed to be a bond felix lighter two-hander and then they replaced it with Anna. Do you know what, what, what I mean? mean? No, what do you mean by that? Uh, someone guessed with how relatively light Felix Leiter's like, involvement was in the film, mm-hmm. in, yeah, at he, least in he, terms he, of action. I, I wish it would have been more involved. I mean, but, what, what he did in the movie was good, but um, yeah. I wish it would have been more involved. But I yeah. wish it would have had a better end. As in him being alive? No, he could have died. I just think... You know, having him drag him like a drag him along that ship for a while, just kind of. Eh. I mean, I know he's your, I know he's a good friend of yours, and I know he, you guys have worked well in the past, and you know, he's kind of giving <laughs> oh. you a heads up on a lot of things. But I thought you were, you five, t- and gave you five million dollars. <laughs> I, I thought you were making another silly joke for a second. Oh. I thought no, you were no. talking to me. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm in love with him, but I, we're not friends. I wish we were. Um, <laughs> so, someone theorized that he was going to do what Anna Armas's character did, but they switched it out. Um, which, you know, her, her shooting everybody, they were going to have Felix Leiter do that, which makes sense to me, considering that um, Daniel Craig had just finished filming Knives Out uh, with her right before Bond, and he invited her in. And in an interview, she has confirmed, like, yeah, they've made this new character just for me. Um, that being said, I fucking loved it. Oh, I th- I thought it was great. I mean, I, I mean, it was a fantastic action action sequence. I think she did a really good job. Um, I think that's going to be a, a yeah for some people out there. That's going to be the most slowed down part of this whole movie. Um, and I hope you don't do stuff like that, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think, I think it was great. I think, what do you mean? Slowed down part. Um, the outfit that she was wearing, <laughs> I thought you meant like it would seem to drag and I'm no. I was going to be like, well, the action is so engaging. I think you know, the, the, action, the action was great. I just, I got you. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I thought I thought it was great. I, I loved her in it. Um, I, I, mean, it, I saw some it, of the behind the scenes stuff with her, you know, joking around, um, fake punching people in in practice and stuff was was pretty funny. But no, she did she did a really good job. I mean, I've I haven't seen the movie, but if you wanted to, you could go see the Eli Roth movie with Keanu Reeves. She's one of the women who seduces Keanu Reeves, and I think they're naked. So. Yeah, there you go. Don't no. don't slow down this movie. Go see that movie. <laughs> yeah, enjoy this movie for the action. Yeah, but it. Yeah, you could see Keanu kissing her. Be like, I wish I was Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, more more reasons than one. He's a very good looking guy. He's very very great. talented. I'm glad he finally found his like groove. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because there's some films I've seen. I saw him as an advertising executive once, and he like is trying to sell hot dogs, and he's <laughs> he like makes a sexy campaign, and then like the owner's like, "We have a wholesome product." He's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Do you know what you put in your own goddamn hot dogs? Nothing about that is wholesome." <laughs> and uh, and all to say, I watched the film. I think he was not the right actor for that part. Uh, something like Devil's Advocate. Uh, Good movie. Um, mwah, amazing. John Wick, amazing. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, amazing. Uh, and by groove, the, the, I mean like hitting all those within a condensed period of time. John Wick, Matrix 4, and Bill and Ted all within spitting distance of each other. Mwah, mm-hmm. kiss. Just don't kill that man's dog. Please don't kill that man's dog. Ooh, have you seen um, that movie by Ali Wong who on Netflix? It was a Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, she did it with our favorite uh, FBI agent who knows close-up magic, Randall Park. It's called Always Be My Maybe. Have you seen that? I have not. It's cute. But the point, my point being is that uh, I didn't know this. Keanu Reeves is part Asian. And did not in, know that. In the movie, you see it in the trailer. Uh, she starts dating a very famous man who, in the movie, is named Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> so Keanu Reeves is playing a version of himself. Who's not? Who's not just like? Who's not a Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar? You know, <laughs> you know. Yep. That's that's the mm-hmm. that's the popular way for an actor to play himself. But he he is from Randall Park's character's eyes. Rightfully, I think he is so pretentious <laughs> and weird and like he's nice. He's never a dick to Randall Park's character, but like. He brings them to a restaurant where every plate is like $10,000 and one course could be a bubble with a scent in it, you know, or they, they can get a little piece of meat and wear headphones playing the sounds of the animal they're eating. He's like, (laughs) like crying. So like, it's definitely he's playing like a what if the money went to my head 
<laughs> version of Keanu Reeves, you know, not not a Keanu who would ever yell back, "You're breathtaking." So all to say, that that was one of his uh, recent films that I wanted to add in there. It's a delightful light romantic comedy kind of thing. But Ali Wong said uh, she wanted to claim him, like she was going to get one of the sexiest Asian guys as her boyfriend in there. And he <laughs> he like had two weeks off of John Wick two or three, and just went to do it and just just did it. I love it. Anyway. That was a wow. That was a tangent. Yeah, we, we, we went way sideways there for a little bit. Shocked that this is the first tangent I've done. <laughs> uh, that wasn't related directly to Bond, I guess. Yeah. Um. So in, in most Bond movies, um, the bad guy has a heavy. Um, Dave Bautista would be a. I would consider him a heavy. Um, Jaws is a famous heavy. Um, trying to think, there was another famous one with the um, claw. He had a metal claw. Um, and this one, it was uh, Primo. It was the guy running around with... Um, the fake guy. The fake guy, yeah. What did you think of that character? What did you think of like that whole plot arc of Blofeld still controlling Spectre from prison? Yeah, that was, okay. So I don't think I finished thoughts on Blofeld. I, I would have expected Carrie, the director, to do a better job with Blofeld or make make blofeld redeemed i was like oh it's all been worth it because he fucking killed it in this film you know like he i was really has been doing all this yeah like i i was very disappointed with him inspector and i'm just like uh fuck all that like throw it out but if it all led to this which is like oh okay (laughs) unfortunately i didn't get that those heights i think he Blofeld serviced himself is part fine um, and did did the thing he was supposed to do he it, it really tied up that loose end yeah and it's, and that was and and that was before um, when they were before they were releasing trailers and they announced that you know Daniel Craig this would be his final one his last one that was he went on an interview and said yeah there was a lot of loose ends we needed to tie up a lot of story arcs that we needed to finish um, that's the reason why he came back for a fifth one because he didn't want to come back, but he did for for those reasons. Yeah, he uh, he said he changed his mind. Like when he said he'd rather slit his wrists than do another one right now, it was so fresh. Like he didn't get to shake off all the stress yeah, of the experience. He, he's a great actor. I mean, he he can play a ton of different roles. Yeah. Um, I mean, or he could play the same role as Bond and and Knives Out, which is that same kind of like same kind of energy. Hey, there's going to be two Knives Out sequels on Netflix soon, so Ooh. that'll be exciting. Um, yeah, the first one was good. So to to give my opinion of Primo, I am more satisfied with Primo than Dave Bautista Inspector. Oh, okay, I, that's, I, that's interesting. I would have loved Dave Petit. I was so excited for Dave Petit, even at that point. Like, oh, yeah, boy. Come on, let's get Drax in there. I don't want him <laughs> to be Drax, but like, in and fact, so he, many. He was, he was the opposite. Yeah. And so many people make fun of his ambush of them on the train, where it's like, why would you kick the table first? You have the advantage. <laughs> Just shoot him in the back of the head. 
But that's I, that's every Bond movie. I mean, you can go back through the entire history totally. and be like, why did you do that? Just shoot him. In Doctor No, he was saved from an assassination attempt because a driving by car blinded the shooter at the wrong time. Totally get it. I I just <sighs> Dave Batista's character was just boring. Unfortunately, well, he, he only had what one or two words. He probably said "bitch." Or, yeah. Oh, like he said, I think it was just one. I think it was one when he got kicked out of the train. Did he say shit? Or did, I thought he called oh, or, oh, oh, oh shit or oh really? I, I don't remember. Oh. What, I don't remember what it was, but that, that was his only line in the entire movie. All right, sorry. I again, I saw it once. I thought that he like insulted Madeline, <laughs> and then Bond kicked him out. <laughs> um. So this one was more interesting. I don't. I, I maybe it's just because they didn't show how he was doing it. I but, wish I, I wish I would have went a little deeper into that. Yeah, I mean it was I'm it was like, a cool it was a cool idea. It was super cool because you see him in like when they're live feeding into his jail cell and he just seems like he's talking gibberish and yeah he's just crazy. And then to find out that he's controlling everything, I wish it would have went a little deeper into that. Yeah, if I found out that he was just recording his voice and then some guard took an envelope with the with the mini uh, SD card <laughs> and then they were playing it at the party as if he was actually there, but it was recording all the time, I'd be like, yeah, I guess that works. I, yeah, It wasn't a live feed. All right. Uh, and this was all for show. Okay, because they didn't show it. So, And normally I'm like, yeah, you don't need to show everything. But in that case, I'm yeah. like, you showed up for one scene. You had some recording of him from before doing gibberish. It just didn't feel real. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I thought it was cool that how they used it to progress the story when Q hacked into it and stuff and found the missing files that he needed and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, it, I wish I wish it would have went deeper. It, it would be like if you told your wife that last week me and you had met up and had, this is such a weird fucking example, <laughs> but I'm going with it. it. Me and you met up and had sex. She'd be like, um, I mean, I, I haven't been with you 24 seven for the last two weeks. So it's possible. But like, why would he have driven down all the way from Chicago? And like, can I check with his daughter to see if he was in Chicago or he could have flown? I guess it's possible, but it just doesn't yeah, the, seem. Yeah. Theoretically it works. But... Yeah. But I, t- a lot of pieces aren't connecting for me. How did this happen? We're in such a good place. And <laughs> huh. yeah, theoretically you could I... have made that trip there. 10 minutes there flying back. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah, you could have made that trip. And like, but it doesn't really make sense. Hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> so like everything makes sense but it's just that little extra bit of like hmm, i guess yeah right. i mean I, I thought it was cool i wish i would have dug deeper into it i wish i like that they continued the eye thing was you know to move the story forward which was nice it wasn't just like a dead end yeah. um but i wish it would have expanded on that a little bit more and how he was controlling things and how he was being able to do everything and how they missed it the first time Oh yeah, when they when they checked him into the the prison. So, uh, all right, my big exciting moment watching this, which probably wasn't an exciting moment for you, 
Billy Magnuson. Okay. Do you remember who he is? Uh, Logan Ash. Logan Ash. He, the reason I, oh, he's in the big short. I didn't know that. The reason I'm excited, I got excited for that was because, well, I'm not excited because of this, but I got excited when I was watching the live action Aladdin. He's because <laughs> it was him. Because it was him. And he's like, oh, I like your little kitty. Um, but the first thing I ever saw him in was Game Night. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yes, I have. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, that, 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 that one has um, Dexter in it. Right? Uh, at the end, isn't he like one of the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about I, that. It's, I I forgot what his name is. His actual name is like three three names. You must but... love the movie Gamer then. <laughs> yes, I've seen that movie too. Yeah, I like that. Um, I got really excited because he he was in that film. He did such a great job. Um, so I I was just like happy to see him. Reviewers, I think, were accurate of like, ah, this guy. Well, fucking hope he dies. He's annoying. Yeah. And then yeah. it was like, oh, he's annoying. Good. He's an asshole. Kill him. Yeah. Uh, I just got really excited. I, 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 for I thought that was kind of, a, kind of. I thought that was kind of a a trope that they probably didn't have to use. Um, he didn't have to be bad. He could have just. He could have just accidentally died, and it would have been okay. Um, <laughs> he didn't have to be bad. Yeah, but uh, I I loved it. That uh, game night was actually directed by the writers of Spider Man Homecoming. Who did not come back for you no know, uh far from home um which i think kind of contributed to people's dislike of the second one a little bit like the vibe but um they were also set to direct the flash originally or they were one of those early directors the director pairs and game night really made me be like oh yeah boy all right, I got faith in you. This has almost nothing directly related to superheroes, but you have made this light comedy a fun and engaging ride. I'm with you. <laughs> and then they passed like all this, all literally every other director in Hollywood at a certain point. Flash movie had so many people attached. Um, all right. I can't believe we've gone this far without asking you, but, sure. uh, you know, someone, someone said, I think people, it, it'll be weird because people remember this as the bond film where he died and not the bond film where he had a child. Yes. I I think that'll be super weird. You know, looking back when, when we get to 26, 27, 28, 29, and it gets remembered for that and not, just like the only reason why Honor Majesty's Secret Service is important to anything is because he that was his first time getting married. Um, so it just it'll it'll be it'll be interesting when people remember this movie as the one that Bond died in and not you know the one that he had a child in. What did you think of him having a child? Um, and the fact that she said it's not yours at first. Yeah, she she told him it's not not yours. Do you um, hate it? Hate that or love it? That one detail. Um, it kind of fits with her character. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got so many hidden secrets that we still don't know about because we were, we were going to start digging into those um, in the beginning of the movie when he goes and visits um, uh, Vesper's grave. Yep. We were going to start digging into those and then never got to it. So, I mean, to add that to an extra layer of her character, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I liked that. 
I mean, she she really does has have his eyes. <laughs> what was I gonna say? There was something about that. Oh, what do you think about the running length? The running the runtime, too short, too too long. I I know it's the longest Bond now. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. The, I think the pacing was fine. I think the action sequences were paced out um, appropriately. Uh, there wasn't there wasn't any time where I was going to look at my watch and be like, man, are we are we getting done with this yet? Are we because I knew the runtime before going in, but there was never a time where I felt like, oh, all right, come on, let's wrap this up. I think it was I think it was paced out really nice. Yeah, it it uh I for I knew that it was like the longest Bond film ever, but I forgot going into it it felt like two hours passed however i think i would have liked us to just round that number up to three hours and give (laughs) really and give us some of that bond casino the casino royale bond like fucking around a little bit getting drinking a little you know what i mean yeah because like he meets uh Paloma and Adarmus's character, and they have like a I had three weeks of training, and then in and like and they're in the the Specter uh, party. Oh, and... that that makes sense now. What? Oh, that that makes so much sense. Um, she had three weeks of training because that was probably the amount of training she had before she started filming the Bond movie when she got invited <laughs> on the script. So that's probably like a double meaning. I just clicked in when he said that. That's funny. I. I would be shocked if she only had three weeks of training, truly, because she did yeah. a fucking great job. No, she but, did a great job. But I mean, like, they were at the party, and then immediately it's like, ah, you're here. It was a trick. I would have, as weird, it may have even thrown off the pacing, but, you know, have, I don't know. I just would have liked a little you- bit of him fucking around. Yeah. Or have him kind of having to dodge some Spectre agents that know what he looks like besides Blofeld through the through the aisle. Um, he he has to like dodge around and maybe like get behind this pillar, turn around at his, at his yeah. Because Perfect. I mean, all those people, all those people in that room are going to know what he looks like. I don't know how somebody goes through a party like that and like, oh, that's James Bond, our mortal enemy. How do we not know who this guy is? Yeah. How did he get here? Or but, just uh, you know, have a have a part where he's behind a pillar and then like one of the women just like goes up and like you know this is a specter party it's like yeah you know we all know what you look like right (laughs) like is that going to be a problem (laughs) yeah i I am no i want to see what happens like have it be it could even be like some gray-haired like 55 year old woman flirting and like but you're getting some vibes between them. Like, just a, like, no, kind of want to see what happens. And just let them keep going. You know, just, ha- I don't know. I, I really, one of my favorite, my favorite scene from, I, it's tied for two, uh, from Quantum of Solace are when he's had eight Vespers and he's oh, drunk yeah. off his fucking ass. And the airplane. No- nothing important is happening there's no deadline you know there's no there's no bomb they need to get to there's nothing they can do but just sit there and have him be drunk and sad uh, on a commercial plane 
And uh, and then my other favorite moment, because I said it was tied, was uh, after uh, what's his name? Um, after his friend dies, right before he puts him in the trash can. Oh, the yeah. um, mm-hmm. and they, he finds him in the back of the his truck with the police. Um, yeah, man, I'm drawing a blank on what his name was. Yeah, but yeah, he's Math- then, uh, Mathis. Mathis, yes. And he's like begging Bond to forgive her. I thought it was so cheap to bring Mathis back, but actually, like Blofeld, uh, where I thought, but his death scene made it worth. I was like, oh, you undercut some stuff from Casino Royale, but that death scene is so good. It's so heartbreaking. <laughs> oh, I can't yep. kill my baby. All right, I'll do the same. I'll I'll do the wrong choice and have him still have him still be there. It was so good. So, uh, I yeah, I wanted a little bit of a fucking around. I don't know, something fun, light. Um, something I am glad that they kind of brought back because they kind of went away from it a little bit, especially Skyfall. Um, a little bit Inspector, but the quips. I mean, that's one thing that James Bond is known for is his, his witty quips and comebacks mm-hmm. and kind of inside handed insults. Um, so I'm glad they brought that back because there was a couple of night that I when he said I was like, oh, that was good. Like, <laughs> like what I'm, we've we've kind of missed that through the Daniel Craig ones. Uh, what um, was your favorite quip or a few of them? I don't remember any off the top of my head. Um, some of the ones from Daniel Craig, hire me or fire me. I don't care. Was it hire me and fire me? That's completely up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if that was this movie or not, but yeah, uh, I mean, they, they kind of went away from it in the Daniel Craig set. He just doesn't have as many quips. Yeah, they've said from the beginning that Austin Powers really pushed them, or it, it really they felt pressure to distance themselves from that. Um, I, I can definitely but, see that. I mean, you're, you're talking Blofeld is almost piece for piece for Doctor Evil. I mean, to the <laughs> scar on his face. I mean, I mean, it's it's terrible. I mean, I know. I know that's what that movie is designed to do and stuff like that. But I mean, you kind of at the same time, like, do we really want to have the, have Blofeld get that scratch on his eye, lose his eye and have a giant scar down his face and, you know, really kind of push him into the, the Dr. Evil. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know uh, that's a good point. I wasn't even thinking of that. I, I meant like the vibe of Casino Royale. They, they went away from the um, oh. jokey things or the kitschy things. Just, to even further distance yeah and do a really gritty really dark bond yeah although i think kingsman proved that they could have struck a beautiful balance because oh man i just since the kingsman franchise is dead and he's making argyle with henry cavill and i'm really happy for them all but they're making this have you heard of argyle no okay uh the director of Kingsman one, two, and the prequel is doing this $200 million spy movie called Argyle for Apple TV plus. And uh, as soon as I heard it, I had my suspicions. I have a Kingsman tattoo. If anyone's listening, uh, I had my suspicions that after the Kingsman, the franchise is going to be dead because it makes like $400 million and hundred million dollar budgets and Disney don't give a shit. Um, Not enough. The the only faith I had was that it kept getting pushed back, even in the pandemic. Like Disney could have just left it out to die and be like, "Well, it made fifty million dollars. What are you gonna do?" And eh, fuck it, because um, they killed Planet Treasure or Treasure Planet. Um, yep. 
intentionally with the marketing. So I, that was not out of sight of the realm of possibility. But as soon as Argyle got announced, I was like, no, he loves spy movies. He's he's taking all his he's gonna take all his abandoned spy movie ideas and put it in this new one. And he got a two who can blame him? He got a two hundred million dollar budget and it's got like Bryce Dallas Howard and Henry Cavill and all these other stars is like that's like ah bummer. You know? So he's he's so, moving on. <laughs> so during that you mentioned somebody who has been brought up as a potential bond replacement henry cavill yes he has been his name has been thrown out there i don't know how well it's stuck um, but his name has been thrown out there for a possible bond replacement what do you what do you think about that what do you or who who do you want to see moving forward Mm, i would love if henry cavill if argyle completely nuked that possibility (laughs) (laughs) because he's so because when he did that Guy Ritchie film when he was a spy, it's I think it's Guy Ritchie's fault because I don't think he hit the nail on the head for Man of Uncle. I just wasn't feeling it. Um, Fallout actually won me over a lot more Mission Possible Fallout with Henry Cavill in it than um, the man from Uncle. But so I don't know. I'm sure he's if he's going to do it, he's going to put his heart and soul into it. I love how invested he was in doing The Witcher. Um, You know, he doesn't seem like he seems closer to Joe Manganiello to me than Dwayne Johnson. Okay, I'm using them as examples because they're all beefy boys. (laughs) Dwayne Johnson seems like he'd be like, should I do this film? And his question before to inform his answer would be how much will I be paid and how much <laughs> will it make at theaters? Mm. Whereas Joe Manganiello, like he's, he has never given a shit. He, he's stuck with D and D since he was a kid. Cause he'd punch someone if they made fun of him for playing D and D. He, he seems like he'll do something cause he's passionate about it. And Henry Cavill with the Witcher and all these things like unusual ish things. I feel like he he does stuff because he gets excited. Um, he may not show it as much as I think you know Joe Manganiello would, <laughs> but I'd trust him. Uh, but I my pitch for a new Bond is I want a trilogy. We know from the beginning that it's going to be done, or make it four. That would be funny because people would be like, "Oh, we think it's a trilogy, but it's four. Fuck off." <laughs> well, I mean, four, four's kind of been. We've had we had four Pierce Brosnan movies. We had five Daniel Craig movies. We had um, was it five um, official Sean Connery ones? Okay, two two Timothy Dalton and one um, George uh, Lazarby. So you could do three, and he'd be the only one with three. All right, uh, then maybe so make I, it two. I basically, I either a trilogy or just an unusual number that's close to that. You know, something that you know it's going to end soon. Do two a year, and then be done with it. And this is why. I want. I'm gonna get to Bond, but I want Naomi Harris back as Money Penny. I want Ben Winshaw back as Q. I want Lashana Lynch as Nomi. She can be a double O one. I was going to say 002, but then everyone who got mad at her for being 007 would be like, 
haha, she's number two, and I want to piss them off. So 001 really piss them off. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she could be it. I don't know what she would do. I want Anna Darmus back. I want uh, Felix Leiter back. I said, I don't care that he's dead. I want him back. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, and, Fantastic. And my M, because I can't think of a better woman to take up Judy Dench's uh, handle. Um, and I thought about this before seeing the Suicide Squad, by the way. I want... Wow, why am I blanking? No! Imperfect time. I gave away the Suicide Squad tease. You might <laughs> see where I'm going with this. Uh, I want Viola Davis with a British accent. Who played... Who did she play in Suicide Squad? Amanda Waller. Okay, okay, cool. I don't want her to be Amanda Waller. Like an asshole. But But you want that stern... But I think she as a woman is the only woman I think could step into Judy Dench's shoes. Okay. Um, I, I, I can definitely see that. I'm not, I'm not against it. I can definitely see that. And my bond. I want him to be an unmitigated asshole. I want to start the movie out having 009 on a mission. And, ooh, <gasps> Henry Cavill's 009. <laughs> and he fucking dies. And we see uh, in M's office a 008 and a 009 and maybe a couple other 00s and they all have red X's on them. Just the numbers. Like it's a fucking little button that you push the numbers and they're just X's or a touch or something. And just have Money Penny there and have M be like... <sighs> Call in 007 and everyone in the fucking office fucking hates him. He is a <laughs> piece of shit. He's proudly sexist. He's proudly racist. He's he uh he's just mean and he's an asshole, but he's in that Boy. office, he is the necessary evil. He is the last resort. He is the cocksucker no one like likes but they know once in a while they need him and he doesn't do it because of uh queen and country he does it because it's the legal way he gets to have fun get (laughs) drunk kill people and get to go home get to go anywhere but a jail cell when it's done and he is played by Idris Elba. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Idris Elba's on the list. He's he's definitely on the list. Yeah, I think he's getting close to aging out of it as his own self, like not wanting yeah. to do it. But Idris Elba, and I this is I think I fan casted this to myself before the Suicide Squad casting came out that he was gonna be in it. So I love that they've already got that pairing. But it's he's such a piece of shit that Let's say he's on a he's on a mission with Nomi or something or no, not Nomi, but like a, a, a different agency's woman agent and the whole place is burning down. He's finished the mission and he's going to leave and she's inside and it's like, go get the agent, blah, blah, blah. He's like, job's done. Fuck off or whatever. That's a horrible, 
Idris Elba accent. He's like, no, she has vital information that we still need. Go get her. And he goes in and she's, she's handling herself like a champ, but some things like we learned in Mad Max, some things you need a hand. Uh, and he gets her out and he gets her to M. He's like, give her the disc. It's like, yeah, and like, and like pick, picks her up and like just drops her off at, at like at her feet. Yeah. It's like, give her the disc. You fucked up my suit. Like, this is what you owe me a new suit. And then she's like, what disc? And M's like, yeah, I lied. So you do the job that I and told just, you to do. And then he just walks away. <laughs> and he, he walks away. And then the movie ends with her going back to her flat and him being there. And, and he basically, not exactly, because I wouldn't want this, but you know how he almost stabs Amanda Waller in the eye in the Suicide Squad? It's in every trailer. Uh, I want him to get up close to her and essentially make it clear that if he, if she ever puts uh, her duties over, or I guess what she feels like is her responsibility, like professional courtesy above his safe or whatever he wants, that he'll come back and kill her. And then we get like another one, two, three, and then, or however many is, and just finish it. And he, I want, I want it to be like Rick Sanchez, but like no one's rooting for him. And then the audience is having this turmoil of like, that was a fun fucking ride. And he did the right thing. He saved millions of lives. What is that? And I, and I fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, no, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm 100% like, on board with this. And like women still sleep with him, but they hate fuck him. Like they, they, they know that they're going to regret this, but they do it and they want to do it. And it's just this, it's like, I want to find out once. I just want to find out if you're as much of a man as you fucking think you are. <laughs> And he is. And it's like, and the women are like, I don't know how to feel about myself because that was the best sex of my goddamn life. And I will, and if I ever get a chance, I'll spit right in his fucking face. And like, I want small thing. Like the first time uh, we see him in the uh, field or something, you just see that like some crack addict guy is like kind of psyching himself up to try to stick up Bond. Which everyone is just gonna be like, this is so no, and like Bond clearly sees it while he's distracted with his mission, but he still sees it. And it's like this guy is gonna get knocked out with one punch, and like Bond starts moving after his target, and the crack guy like finally gets his courage up, and he goes, and you just see Bond like with his hand in his coat, like he's getting his gun, and he just takes his wallet and throws it at the guy's chest and keeps walking. And he's just like, I don't care. Like have your fucking and like there and you see like a stack of bills in there. So he hasn't just thrown a piece of leather at the guy to like deal with it. He's just like this is thousands. Yeah. Yeah, There's like yeah, it's a lot of money. He's just like, this isn't even fucking worth my time. Just you know, take the money, dick. (laughs) You know, kind of vibe. That's what I want. I want us to lean because like Rightfully, 
people people were like why in skyfall did he just hear her horrifying story of being sold into sex slavery and then three minutes later he's sneaking into her uh her shower and my answer is it was consensual for her and he's a gross gross boy but like the way they played it with like him having more of a heart elsewhere in the series, it wasn't clear that the character was the asshole. And I think people were responding to why are the creators doing this? Cause that's fucked up. But if you hate him and you're not framing him as the hero all the time or having us sympathize with him, then he can do stuff like that. And you just be like, fuck fuck bond not yo directors and writers like why are you doing this yeah because like we can still have racists and sexists and garbage characters it's just a matter of framing if if you frame him like he's right and he's a hero and you know if you disagree with him, you're you're wrong. Then people are going to be like, going to get pissed. Like, why are you telling me being a racist, sexist, asshole piece of shit is good? But if the movie doesn't frame him as the hero, then everyone's. I don't think anyone's. I don't think a majority of people are going to actually be offended if if the movie's not trying to convince you that he's a nice person <laughs> right that he's that he's a role model yeah yes yes perfect um so that's what i want i want like mm, i don't care if it's two movies i don't care if it's four i i'm cool if it's three i just i i just want to like throw people for a loop and not have it be a trilogy because everyone's so used to a trilogy as like a mindset for filmmaking but how about you what do you want? What do you want from the next bond? Uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> and if they plan it out, if you plan out like a set number of films, you can you can get the scripts done before starting, and then have a every other year like they used to do in the churn mm-hmm. and burn age that I've heard about, and you can avoid a um, six year gap. Like we got with this one, where it's well, always it, like, what are we doing next? It wouldn't have been six years. I mean, it would have yeah. only been four. four. Oh, four. Okay. Four. Well, they finished in the end of twenty. They or finished in March of twenty nineteen. Um, uh, what was the original release date? Maybe I think it was like right as COVID broke. I think it was like I think it was like April or May of twenty twenty, and they bumped it to November, and then they bumped it back to November this year. Uh, I'm not getting the answer immediately, but when I was searching, it was saying something about 2020. So I think it was like the beginning of 2020, if I remember right, right, right before or right as everything started happening. Right, you you know what? You you want to know something uh, that makes me cry at night? What's that? The King's Man prequel would have come out over two years ago. <laughs> Obligatory uh, Kingsman reference on, on every podcast ever. I'm a, a, that it's my favorite franchise and 
part of that is just because I always know it's close to cancellation. So all I wish, oh. all I wish is either Matthew Vaughn, they had greenlit Matthew Vaughn's original plan, which was to film The Kingsman and the proper Kingsman 3 back to back. Then I would at least be like, all right, we got a proper trilogy and a prequel. Satisfied. Or they had just released The Kingsman in its original, whatever pre COVID February release they ended up having. I don't know if that was the first release date or the second, but if they had done that, it would have had a good, healthy and normal run at the box office. And I don't know, maybe we never would have gotten another one, but at least I knew I would know it was fair. Now it's coming out in December where every blockbuster is bombing and who's going to, if someone's actually going to the theater, what are they going to choose? Are they going to choose a Bond film? You know, something with a huge uh, built-in audience, like uh, like the new Spider-Man. Spider-Man, no way home. Are they going to choose that? Are most people going to choose that? Or are they going to choose a, <laughs> it's been delayed 17,000 times prequel that has none of the characters you even know from the franchise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's pretty that's a pretty easy choice in covid times so yeah middle of december covid times it just feels gross <laughs> an unfair way to go out yeah i would have rather it have gone out swinging on <laughs> straight to dvd fair, fair terms i've said this a thousand times and i mean it if it dropped on itunes tomorrow for a hundred dollars to own boom me that's me i'm buying it (laughs) i've been waiting it almost came out on my birthday i mean it was covid so i would have been like no but then then we're all coming to your house to watch it no buy your own version support the film (laughs) distance all right Uh, so the the answer to our question here um it was originally scheduled for november of 2019 Oh. Then it was po- postponed to February 2020 and then to April 2020 after Danny Boyle's departure. And then um, it's supposed to be early oh. from there. Okay. Um, and then COVID, they pushed it back to October. Then it got pushed back to October this year. I remember I, until you said uh, Danny Boyle's departure, I was shocked because I was like, they finished in March and they expected to have this done by November. I mean, I know those Marvel movies do that kind of shit all the time, but like, most of that CG. Yeah. So. Yep. So, I mean, it would have only been, you know, from what, 2016 when Spectre came out? Or is it 2015 that Spectre came out? Uh, 2015. So, okay. So, so like four, five, year, four years. Five, yeah, four uh, five oh, years. four year gap if Danny Boyle had directed, five year gap if COVID didn't happen. Yep. Makes sense. So, yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't have been that bad. I mean, if, if a Bond movie came out every two and a half three four years i'd be okay with it i mean i wouldn't want the turn and burn you know every every year every other year but i mean if everyone came out every three years i wouldn't be wouldn't be mad about it yeah i think i would trust it more if it was every four years just to really give them time but 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 um you're talking you know we do three we do three movies that's 12 years i mean yeah you're talking about the lead actor no yeah that's why i said I would prefer Idris Elba's 
tenure to be to, to be short. to be scripted out before they started and and to be filmed quickly yeah they could either do it back to back or just have the broad strokes planned out and then have one script written like every year so if let's say they started writing the script next year 2022 have the first script done by the end of 2022 have that first movie filming in 2023 and release at the end of 2023 have the second script being written during that time and then have another year where the third script is being written and while the second film is filming two years later have the fourth script being written so it's all cohesive or you know whatever right they can figure it out if james cameron can write four fucking scripts before he starts shooting the sequels to avatar <laughs> you know, never coming up <laughs> we could we could figure out a way to have it planned so that we know and he doesn't need to die it yourself as well that would be pretty funny you know if he if he died and then no one came to his funeral <laughs> and the funeral the tombstone just said good riddance <laughs> here you know something but he doesn't need to die it could just be all right we're done with idris elba on to the next person but uh because because this is the first bond to actually die like really die yeah. like on screen i mean he there's a there's um you know an outside chance that somehow you know he jumped off at the last second made it in the water but not <laughs> i mean we're talking like um han dying in fast and the furious kind of thing for this <laughs> they would need to pull out some kind of movie magic for him not yeah. to be dead um but i mean they're just gonna move on you know get a new bond do whatever and just, just start over so well, um, I, I know who the villain could be. Sure. I'm ready. Jai Courtney doing the clean shaven Captain Boomerang. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's not make Suicide the Squad Suicide Squad the Bond movie. <laughs> I know. I just thought about that because I was going back to the cast list and I saw him and Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang is literally the only role I've ever seen him in that I enjoyed. Although out of out of the bad guys, Daniel Craig got pretty lucky. You got Mads Mikkelsen. Mm. I mean, you got um, uh, Malik or not Malik. Was I'm trying to the the bad guy for this movie? Ram, Rami Malik. Malik. Rami Malik. I mean, he got some. He got some high profile actors. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen's not a, not not a slouch. I mean, for Lashif. Um, he kind of got kind of got a little bit roughed up on quantum, but I, I was, was still... going to say, sorry, I cut off your sentence. No, 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 you're good. Um, I was going to say my third favorite thing from that film was a uh, lighter complaining about, uh, Dominic green to his FBI boss and the FBI boss saying, uh, oh yeah. Cause we're only, we should only work with good people. Yeah, uh, and like that felt powerful because like that felt so nuanced and like oh, ooh, shit, like yeah. too, that, that, that's too close to home. We can't do this. No, I loved it. I loved oh no it. no no, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to what's that guy's name? Something Harbor. He's the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Um, yeah, David, I mean, he, I David mean, Harbor. 
David Harbour. I mean, great actor. I mean, you fulfilled that role. Fulfilled that role great. Ooh, uh, going back to what I was saying about a perfect trilogy and having these short little short things in, someone in a review point <laughs> made a great point that they spent two movies calling Bond an old dog who couldn't do anything. And then in this one, they were just having him like run around as much as he did in Casino Royale kind of deal. So if we cut out Spectre, then Skyfall is fine because you're like, no, he's recovered from an injury and he's been out of the game. So in your head canon, you could be like, all right, young buck in Casino Royale, wounded, recovering veteran kind of thing, like Mm -hmm. getting back into duty. And then in this one, he's now back to full capacity or as close as he could at his age. So um, you're taking you're taking out well Skyfall would be Well Spectre did the you're still old and groggy yeah. and not great. Thing. Yeah. So the well, people and they, and people they, made fun of it because they were like, no, he's supposed to be a crockety old man who can't run like some young buck. And then in this one it's like, I'm doing it again. Yeah. Did you see me <laughs> just jump off this edge and you know, cable slide down to the next level? Yeah, um, dodging a car and a and a motorcycle on a bridge. <laughs> uh, oh, we didn't even talk about the whole forest fight. That was, uh. yep. Anyway, I am excited I mean, that, to watch that, this again. Yeah, I am very excited. And if you have not seen this movie, you would listen to us ramble for the last umpteen minutes. Um, you definitely need to go out buy this movie, give it a watch. Um, I suggest watching the other ones to warm up. Um, watching the other Daniel Craig's and a couple of the back ones, if you can, if you have access to them, mm-hmm. it's it's worth it. You'll, I think you'll really enjoy this movie. Yeah. So 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 kind of, it sounds like we're wrapping this up here. So we'll answer we'll answer the final question or the most important question, I guess. Where does this rank on your Bond movies of your limited knowledge of Bond movies? So the only one I've seen a smat, like I said, I've seen a smattering of Pierce Brosnan. Uh, I I also think that Remington Steele didn't do Pierce Brosnan any favors because he was excellent in that. If you haven't seen Remington Steele, highly recommended. What a good show. Um, I've only seen like Dr. No and the Craig films, essentially. <laughs> so, okay, so, so rank it on your Craig films then. Just Craig films. Yeah, we're... Uh, because you know those ones back backwards and forwards, so let's, where where do they rank in your Craig films? I think I'll say this is the best by a hair, only because it's more balanced and like Casino Royale was my favorite, and it's still second by a hair. But someone pointed out, and I think they were right, that the last like. 30 40 minutes is doing a lot of heavy lifting to convince us that bond is in love with vesper where uh, or madeline no yeah yeah okay so they really needed that extended vacation and recovery period and everything to really sell that he was in love with her. So 
Whereas it would have been better if they took that romance and peppered it out throughout the entire film kind of thing. Or or started it a little earlier. Started a little earlier, maybe a little more, you know, actual it, flirtation in private. Because the romance didn't really start until after um he killed that killed that person down the stairwell and then he comes back to her sitting in the shower with a dress on and everything. So that's kind of when the romance actually started. But it's so slow, and then all of a sudden, like you said, the last half hour, it's just like, boom, we're yeah. going to shove this down your throat, and you're going to believe it. Yeah, so it's kind of like, uh, you know, I would have liked all the all the pieces of the meal on my plate at one time, <laughs> instead of, you know, you giving me the beans at the end, but you gave me the tacos in the beginning. I'm like, man, this is a big bowl of beans, man. I would have liked to throw some beans in these tacos and made it. Anyway, um, food. It's my most reliable reference. <laughs> that and Kingsman. <laughs> Second only to Kingsman. Um, so the structure is what does it in for me. Um, but I'm so serious when I'm like, it's a hair. Because like, like I said, this one, uh, No Time to Die, I would have loved more of that Casino Royale vibe. 15 minutes peppered throughout. Um, then, of course, it's Skyfall. And unfortunately, the third act, it felt like it was a, the movie was a big balloon. Then it was like someone let go right at the beginning. It's like, oh, this is a big old balloon. And by the time it ends, like, oh, yeah, this balloon's going good. And then right at the end when it's deflating, it's just like. Um, the end. Yeah. The, Han, the Han will return. <laughs> the Home Alone sequence felt a little anticlimactic to me. Like they they made a really good choice with Casino Royale of making the ending big and bombastic and that whole building collapsing and stuff they were going to end it with the suicide note which i think would have definitely been a mistake because it it would have felt like a whimper Mm -hmm. um so skyfall strangely felt like that and i was convinced it was just like oh it's so lower stakes but uh or lower in intensity but uh Mission Impossible Rogue Nation actually did the same thing, but I think that worked. I can't even tell you why. Um, Good, because I haven't seen it. Yeah, I know. And then uh, Quantum of Solace. There's such good stuff in there. There's it, really it was so it was so close to being good. It was like giving really good ingredients to me to cook. <laughs> you know, yeah. food food metaphor. Like, yeah, it's like ooh. giving you a Kobe, you giving giving you a Kobe steak, and yeah, I was just gonna say, then you just why, go, throw why, on, you go throw it on the grill, and just yeah. like no Kobe beef, <laughs> you know, give me Kobe lobster, lobster that's been only fed Kobe beef its whole life, and then you give it to me, and I'm like, I don't know how to fucking, I can't Google, I don't know how to make a lobster, <laughs> yeah. or let me Google, and I'll do my and best, you, and it's just you drown it in barbecue sauce, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wouldn't do it, I won't go that far, I know butter that bitch if it's lobster um, you know it just wouldn't be as good as going to Benihana's and getting that lobster mm. mm-hmm. that's the only thing teasing me back to eating meat um, and then I know you liked it but Spectre is so far down the list Spectre is going to be the last on my list for all of them I'm just calling my shot now It, 
I don't know. It was just so boring to me. It was so yeah, that's, boring. I mean, that, that, that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, also, them, them doing that, like, he's not con uh, with, <laughs> with him. It's like, you called it fucking Spectre. And you're going, you cast every casting director's laziest choice for a villain. No offense to Christoph Waltz, but after like he blew up on Inglorious Bastards, he's always the first thought. You want a villain? How about Christoph Waltz? Yeah, let's put him in uh let's put him in the Lone Ranger. Or not not the Lone Ranger. What was that movie with Seth Rogen where he was a superhero? The Green Hornet. Like, yeah, how about Christoph Waltz? Didn't work in that film because he didn't use him right. Uh Spectre. Well, who's Blofeld? How about Christoph Waltz? I don't think they used him right. Didn't you know he can work? I, I, I think I think he did a good enough job. It wasn't the best job. I think he did a good enough job. He's a great actor. I'm just trying to make a joke that like after Glorious Bastards, everyone was like, Christoph Waltz do it. is yeah. the villain. Let's let's typecast him. And it was just like, don't don't do that. He's not Blofeld when it's Christoph Waltz. <laughs> <laughs> like you got away with it a little bit because it was Benedict Cumberbatch's con in Star Trek Into Darkness. You got away with it a little bit. Still shouldn't have wasted your time doing that, but you got away with it a little bit. When's Christoph? Just fuck off. Tell put it in a bit of Bond film with Spectre as the name and tell him he's anyone but Blofeld. You're a fucking liar. I don't care if he was he was the love interest making out with bond and credits roll and there's no post credit scene i walk out of the theater i'm like nah christoph waltz is blowfeld <laughs> um, i already 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 cast him he's good I already know this. <laughs> yeah no this my head cannon you're wrong he's just a blowfeld that kisses bond it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know that specter really <laughs> It, it really traumatized me. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, and this you... is, and I'll say this when uh, Christopher McQuarrie K was announced to come back for mission impossible six after he'd done five, by the way, I have mission impossible six coasters that I've been playing with. Yeah, uh, I was wondering, I was wondering what that was. If, if yeah, I was, yeah. I was confused. Um, it made me, I know where I was when I was reading that article. I was at the AMC River East 21 downtown waiting for a screening of something, possibly a Kingsman screening, I don't remember. Um, and I read the, the news and I remembered Spectre, which had, it must have been like a year or two before that or something. And I was just like, no. They brought back Sam Mendes for Spectre and he shit the bed. Don't do it. Don't fuck with the formula mission. And then I saw the trailers. I was like, maybe fuck it up. Maybe they didn't do a Spectre. And then I saw the movie. I was like, they didn't do a Spectre. So like that gave me trust issues. If I was an executive at the time and I read that he was back, I would well, you can't tell Tom Cruise what to do, <laughs> but I would have called up Tom Cruise and be like, fucking fire him. Don't, t- what are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. 
<laughs> no, haven't you seen Spectre? Stop being such a nice guy. <laughs> Stop being nice about Spectre. But um, yeah, so Dr. No is above Spectre. Actually, Dr. Let's see. Dr. No is a hair above quantum for me because uh, <laughs> that whole third act of Dr. No makes no fucking sense unless they're they are bending space and time on that island because uh, Interstellar meets James Bond. Oh, yeah, because like, what is it? Uh, lighter in that drops him off. They have 48 hours to go. And he says, you've got 12 hours or I'm coming in. And then the first thing Bond does is take a nap. <laughs> and then it's morning. And then they find Honey Rider. And then they go hide out somewhere and then see the dragon that's mm-hmm. on the island. And yep. then you see a montage of the sun going down. <laughs> so now it's already been potentially at minimum one full uh, at, yeah, minimum one full day at minimum one full day then they get captured by those guys they go to a hotel thingy and then they get drugged so who knows how long let's say eight hours and then he uh bond they go to dinner, yada, yada, yada. Bond gets knocked out, wakes up in a cell. It, mm-hmm. The 48 hours is past. I'm that. sure there's, yeah. there's other details that blow it even past the 48 hours. And Lighter is nowhere to be seen. He shows up in a boat later. Like when we were breaking out the minutes, my co-host Christian at the time was like, yo, what if we see Lighter? Like in the island, like he's been captured, and I was like, that would be great. But I'd actually that'd make way more sense, (laughs) way more sense. But I had actually seen the last minute when I was cutting up the minutes to confirm that like the audio was in sync, and I knew that wasn't gonna happen. Um, yeah, how about you? What's your rankings of the Craig films? The, the, just the Craig films. I mean, I can't, I can't. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm asking you to do 25, 26 films, and I haven't seen most of them. It's, it's yeah, gonna be 20, like, 25 official, two unofficial. Yeah, seven total. I'm gonna be nodding my head for over 20 of them, be like, ah, good uh, choice. Yeah, I, I've ah. heard of that movie yeah. title before. Is that a Bond film that you just <laughs> mentioned? Like, uh, What's your Instagram? If anyone's still listening at this point, because we've been going for a long time and you want to, you can post your full ranking on Instagram. And I I will critique you (laughs) at at Brad F nine one two. But what's your, what's your Craig film? I'm, I'm with you. I, I think this movie is just slightly above Casino Royale, just ever so slightly. The, the pacing on the movie um, I w- there were some things I would like to change, but I think this movie is just very slightly over Casino Royale. Um, Casino Royale, I've probably seen, man, probably at least a dozen times by this point. That movie is a fantastic Bond movie. Fantastic movie. Um, As the kids would say, 
That movie fucks. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say be bussing. Like where we're going with this? Too much TikTok. <laughs> your your uh, your fingers on the pulse much more than me because I don't know what the f- I've heard it. I don't know what the fuck bussing. I almost said that that movie slaps, but I was the, like, yeah, nah, kids like to swear. <laughs> <laughs> the movie slaps. What is this? The seventies. <laughs> Um, but see, I don't have as big of a problem with Spectre as you do. I mean, I, I really like Spectre. I think it does a really good job of setting up this movie. I think it does a good job of tying movies together. Um, it's a good filler movie. I don't by itself. It probably doesn't stand alone very well. But, if you know, filling into this movie, tying some of the back movies together. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. So I'd probably put it as third. I, th- um, I think I enjoyed Spectre as much as I enjoyed X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> actually x-men apocalypse had a quick silver scene so i oh. Oh, my sorry friend, above it my friend literally was like the whole movie were like this and for anyone listening i'm leaning far back and then when quick silver came out i went eh? Ooh, and i was watching right. the whole time and then as soon as it ended just the light faded from my eyes and I leaned back. back back home <laughs> um sorry so no, Spectre's three for you. Spectre's three. Above Skyfall. Ooh. Above Skyfall. I Skyfall for me, I, I'm not going to bear the lead with Quantum being last, but Skyfall for me was It was boring. gorgeous. It was, it was good. Same. I mean, it, it does a really good job, but it's just story-wise, pacing-wise for me, it was just kind of boring. Um, there's some, the whole, the whole prequel, you know, finding out, you know, before James Bond was James Bond. I wish they would have either done that, you know, fourth. They would have, I wish they would have switched. I, w- I wish they would have kind of rearranged it so it wouldn't have been, would have been fourth, not third. Cause you have Casino Royale, you're building up 007 as a double O agent. Gotcha. And you go to Quantum, he's battling against another double O. Then now you go back to his past. Uh, I, it should have been either sooner or later. I don't, I don't like it where it was at. Mm. Um, yeah, that's Pretty interesting because if it was fourth and he met Madeline in the fourth one, it Skyfall could have been like a first step for him getting catharsis or, you know, actually uh, processing the traumas of his past. And that could segue nicely into Forgive Vesper. Yeah. And then last one would be Quantum. Quantum for me was a good movie. It just it doesn't compare to the other one, so it's pretty far down my list, even on uh, as a whole, even on the whole James Bond series. Yeah, and I mean, I know that uh, the director wanted to, because every movie was like, let's talk about global warming in our stories. Uh, wanted to make it a very green movie. That's why Dominic Green. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all water, but it went even further than that. Like stuff I had never heard of until like Elon Musk tweeted about it. Like the fuel, the hydrogen fuel cells, the whole um, hotel at the end had fuel cells in every wall. And there's one sentence where they mention that. And then one sentence where the guy's like, sounds explosive. And you know, <laughs> who the fuck? No one fucking knew what, no. or at least I didn't. I didn't know what fuel cells were. I didn't know that they could easily explode. And they're just like, yeah, that'll be enough. And then when everything starts exploding, you'll know why. Yeah, you know, then I'm you'll figure like, it out. I was like, those are good ideas. 
You'll watch this movie twice, I promise. <laughs> the execution? Not so much. You'll watch um, this tw- movie twice, just to understand this. <laughs> All right. Um, but s- some other ones, I know we've mentioned Honor Majesty's Secret Service up is up there for me. Um, the Man with Golden Gun is up there, would be up there for me. Um, Dr. No is good. Uh, I don't, it's Dr. No is probably in the top half. Uh, Golden Eyes, probably in the top half. I was just going to ask of those five Daniel Craig films, where does the half hit for you? Like, where's the line between in your ranking of the five of which mm-hmm. movies are in the top half and which are in the bottom half? I think all hmm, this, this would be tough for sure. Quantum goes down to the bottom half. Skyfall's probably still in the top half. Prob probably right. it'd be it'd be floating right there in the middle, and then um, Spectre would probably be slightly higher than that, um, but it'd be for sure on the top half. It wouldn't be in, it wouldn't be in danger, mm-hmm. and then Casino Royale and No Time to Die would be probably in the top three, top four, top five, depending on how I how I actually how I felt that day. I wonder how it would play if someone only saw Casino Royale and no time to die. They'd probably be pretty confused. You, cause you would have no Madeline. You'd have no idea why she was even there. Yeah. You would need like some little, like you need some filler. You need a one shot, a minimum of a one shot. Like yeah, you were, descri- I- like you were talking about in the beginning. But I wonder if you could get away with it without having Skyfall. Uh, no. Where's Judy Dench? What happened to them? Yeah. Mm. But I mean, no, they, they, they kind of, they kind of allude to it. They don't outright say it. I don't think um, inspector, but they kind I, of allude to it that she's going to be, she's dead. Not there to, uh, to wrap this up. Uh, ironically, this is, I don't think this is the record for a review definitely not for runtime because me and uh my friend holly reviewed for almost three hours one episode of what if oh man which one was it i don't because remember because I, I haven't heard all of them yet. I, i've been i've been slowly going through oh really that's yeah. nice you're the one person yeah i am the one uh, let the me one. S- let me see I, uh, I have some i have some travel time throughout my week so gotcha. makes it easier Anchor.com forward slash I love you. 3,000 reviews. Let's see. Uh, two hours and 35 minutes for episode six. Is that zombies? No. Was that? Um, it was probably that, the one before the Watcher stuff. Uh, the Killmonger. Kill, kill, uh, Killmonger saving Tony. Oh, yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the one before the Watchers, the Watchers two episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Okay. And we started at like almost six, or we probably shot the shit for a little bit. So it is now eight twenty nine p.m. my time, and we started six my time. Um, Ish. Yeah. Yeah. We're close. So. So we're close, but I, but, I won't, but I won't take it from her. I think we would have to go over 24 hours to well over that to just make the same ratio of runtime to talk time <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, oh, do you remember what that quote was that M read? Because I heard it was an Ian Fleming quote. Like I it was, it was kind of Ian meta. Fle- yeah, I heard it was an Ian Fleming quote, but I did not go back because I, I, I consciously thought about that in the movie. I was like, ooh, that's that sounded kind of cool. Like, I want to know more about that. And I considered- consciously made a made an effort to um, look it up later and missed it. Uh, fastball pitcher throwing throwing a fastball at me and i <laughs> way over top of it <laughs> i can uh google it but i when i heard that i was like mm, that would make a good tattoo uh he says the proper function of man is to live not to exist i shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them i shall use my time Huh. The quote yeah, is by is... American author, journalist, and social activist Jack London. Oh, hmm. I mean that's that's almost as good as uh, Chadwick Boseman's quote. Ooh, that perked your interest, didn't it? What what quote? Um, as you can see, I am not dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um. What was it? Use your time, but don't waste your time. What was it? It was something. It was really good. When I heard it, I was like, I, I almost had like shivers. Um, killing me here. Uh, anyone who's gotten this far, we've had no dead air yet, so it's 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 fine. <laughs> <laughs> like two, 30 seconds of dead air after two and a half hours of talking if you've made it this far thank you congratulations yeah um yeah brad give a high five to yourself because i think you're the only one that's gonna <laughs> you've showed that you could listen to those long episodes that have so many more tangents because i know me and holly get on hella ta- probably 90 percent tangent Ten percent uh, episode for that episode six. So, if you could get through that, whoo, you've made it. Yeah, bravo. <laughs> so the quote from Chadwick Boseman is: "Take your time, but don't waste your time." <clears throat> yeah, well, the first time I heard that, I was like, "Man, that just like, gave me life." Yeah, I mean, it really makes you think about think about things. And that same quote from James Bond kind of does the same thing. Yeah. I think the Chadwick Boseman hits a little different, but um, yeah, when, when I heard that quote, time, I, I don't waste your time. Yeah. So when I heard first heard that, that quote from M, I wanted, when I left the theater, I wanted to look it up and got so excited with everything. And the ending really, really shook everybody. So we were basically talking about the ending and how they wanted to move on from here, but Yep. Take your time, but don't waste your time. Nice. All right. So I just figured out what the the attribution thing is, the confusion. Uh, it was originally written by the American writer Jack London. Fast forward down this article. But this is not the first time those words have been used to describe Bond. In Ian Fleming's novel, You Only Live Twice, there's a brief moment where the word world thinks Bond has died and his obituary appears in the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, the quote is the end of a longer patch passage which is written out below in full I'm not going to read that um, uh, I shall uh, I'll read the 
end of it. The proper function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. I don't know if that was, well, so yeah. Ian Fleming didn't write those words originally, but he used them later. He used them to describe Bond. In one of his books. But, I mean, that's, that is a good quote. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty powerful. Cool. Uh, anything left for the movie? Uh, if you've made it this far, go see it. <laughs> if, you've, if you've made it this far, see it again. And if you've made it this far, I'm going back and forth of if I should ask this on the recording, but I'm going to go for it since I started the preamble. Uh, something that I've said to nobody, so you're the first person hearing it, uh, is that the Bond Minute Bond podcast needs a new co-host. Would you like to be that co-host? Ooh. Ooh, man. You're talking about one of my favorite franchises. Ooh. I would love any good reason to watch these movies again. <laughs> any of them. <laughs> so if you want to do From Russia With Love, ooh, I'm in. I mean, it's a minute-by-minute podcast, just so That's- you know. Oh, that's fine. Any excuse. So is that a yes? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Hey, exclusive. Uh, even though this is this might release after those minutes of the second film start. But I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you heard it here first. Yeah. We can uh if you want to not feel left out of the Dr. No minutes, uh, we could do a review of Dr. No before we start the minutes of the sequel. So I could get your thoughts I, on that. I, I almost put it in this last weekend. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, after watching after watching Bond, <laughs> you after watching put... No Time, Doctor No. Yeah, okay. I just I literally it took me a second. I was like, you almost put it in your review. What, what do you mean? <laughs> My brain, <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, under the mango tree. Oh yeah, mm. I got to make a YouTube video and an article about Doctor No because I was. Sh- but we'll get into that for that okay. review well i don't know when this is coming out <laughs> wait let me see uh february something i got 10 more episodes i think of dr no that need to be edited and released so uh no time to die uh, uh what is it sb vod release uh, it was a, a Blu-ray release date. There, there's no, there's not going to be a official release date, but no, I think it's shooting for February, if I remember right. Ooh, this tar- is, sorry. I was going to say this is the this is the first Bond film also to be released by Universal Pictures. So there you go. Oh, that's interesting. And distribution rights are um, going to Sony. That's interesting. Um, all right, so release date coming soon. Yeah, I think I, I think I read an article. I think it was February in February that they're shooting for February. So if it is February, uh, I hope you're enjoying your winter. I hope you had a good uh, holiday season. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, all right, so February possibly. I mean, everyone will know if they're listening to this, mm-hmm. but. Uh, one site DVDs releases has an estimated January 14th. 
but oh, even who, better, even even better. But estimates, yeah, even better. I mean, but like, I, mean I, I would be okay with December twenty fourth. I mean, I'll still buy it. <laughs> the uh, as long as it's a Best Buy Steelbook exclusive. Yes, <laughs> I will. I'm a sucker for steelbooks. Send it. Send me that link if it releases. If it's going to release before Christmas, and I will just have. I'll buy it off uh, Best Buy and have them ship it to you. <laughs> Deal for, for Christmas. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> uh, cool beans. Thank you for taking so much time. Uh, I didn't even. I thought like when you said it would take two hours to talk. I was like. Might be an hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we were to say like s- specifically this movie, it probably would have been an hour. Ah, damn! It would have been yeah. like <laughs> it would have been two hours. <laughs> Sh- I'm shocked how few tangents this has had, considering my proclivity for ta- ta- tangents. But uh, yeah, anybody listening to this, if you want to listen to this uh, silky voiced man talk about Fast and Furious, that is. I'll, the podcast I'll ride with you, O'Connor, that we're doing together, and I think we've uh, said we're doing Mission Impossible as well. Yeah, we're gonna work it, on that too. I gotta do that soon. He gave me a date because he bought the Mission Impossible Blu-rays because I kept raving about him. I was like, <laughs> or we could watch them a minute at a time. He's like, because yeah, I've because I, I've not seen any of. Oh, I've seen the first one years and years and years ago. Yeah. But I do not remember anything about it. Uh, and he was who's, like, "Who's the who's the lead actor on that again?" Uh, some some Tom Tom Boat or Pen- Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, some some Tom Tom Boat Tom Yacht. I don't remember his name. That's fine. Probably uh, not important. <laughs> if you want to talk with us and stuff, uh, put even a dollar on Patreon link below. We got a discord where all the co-hosts kind of shoot the shit. So yeah. Anyway, bye people. Where can they follow you, Brad? Uh, Instagram at Brad F nine one two. Cool. That's where you can ask for his official uh, ranking of all the bond movies. Unless you want to have your own dedicated episode with me, not listening where you deep dive and, put your ranking and talk about them for two hours <laughs> on your own. Uh, I'm oh, not monologue. even going to edit it. I'm not even going <laughs> to listen. I'm going to be like, la, 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 la. <laughs> but uh, cool beans. All right. Bye. Oh, there's also a video version of this podcast on Patreon. So bye, peoples. Bye. Ah, this is fucking awesome. I'm so excited.